damn straight. How have you been, Matt? <laughs> man it's been it's been like this since september 2nd bro i right. uh so i uh, sorry sorry and and i and just for your you see so you see i have no hat on you, <laughs> for your advantage just just for your sanity i'm wearing a shirt because i forgot to mention i forgot why not why not forgot to mention so it's it's going to be hotter than the fucking hubs of hell out here again the next two days are going to be in the hundreds again oh. so today in the last couple of days have been fucking hotter than hell well trying to save fucking money i turned while i was gone i turned my ac unit off in the studio you want to what you want to know what broke today Yes, sir. I, I already know. It's like literally 90 some degrees in here. So, yes, from from the shoulders down, I am sitting sweating my crack off in my underwear. <laughs> I, I was going to be ha I was just going to be like, fuck it. I'm just going to sit naked in here and just talk. But I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that to guy. Oh, I'd be dying laughing, bro. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm serious, man. It's just it is just it's just exhausting it's exhausting and it and this is the month where we should be enjoying ourselves this this is the month where we should be just ecstatic just mm -hmm. loving life now you're getting ready to go where you're you're headed out somewhere where i'm headed out to new mexico um did you draw a tag or are you going with somebody no i'm going going down there with some uh with the elk bros going down to help and camp there and i got a bear tag Nice. Uh, and then I go back to New Mexico for my tag. I want to say the eighth or the ninth um, of uh, of October. Nice. So I've been chasing him here, man. Chasing him here. I had to come down. We had to, unfortunately, had to put my dog down. Uh, on God, Friday. did he? Yeah. Seriously, what? The, what? What? Yeah. What? And and that's the thing is, I know I, that that's the thing that just did just chaps my ass because. Listen, I know I'm not the only one because mm -hmm. I talked to how many friends of mine that I talked to that are lit. I mean, here, here, I haven't talked to you in probably more than a month. Yeah. I, I had no idea what's going on in your world. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Why not? Why, why the freaking hell not? What? So dude, I'm sorry, man. I yeah, can't, it was a rough when that, though. when that day comes with, with mine I and, and it's coming, um, he's getting old and, and he's had two tplo surgeries and he's got shoulder issues it's come and i and i i i'm done well i i mean yeah that's gonna destroy me yeah what, ha what happened with yours man well he uh he was up there in his years um american bulldog he's about 130 pounds for most of his life and uh, <sighs> he had a, a neurological issue that was affecting his uh spine and he started to get this real bad atrophy Basically from call it the back of his ribs to the front of his hips. Um, so you could just see that the muscle was just deteriorating. And I mean, it went from zero to a hundred in no time. He was, you know, the happy dog he's always been to where he, you know, he starts slipping out on his right leg. And then he's, he's always had hip dysplasia just because of that breed and the size of that breed. And uh, we assumed that it was his hip dysplasia, but then I started noticing him doing in the other leg and it started alternating. I told my wife, this is not his hip dysplasia. This is neurological something. And sure as shit, man. Um, it was to the point where he could he can lift his front up, but he couldn't, he would knuckle on his rear legs. He wouldn't even know that he was knuckling. Um, uh -huh. you know, he's falling, he couldn't get up, he pee himself. He, I mean, you're talking 
within oh. a couple span weeks. You know what I mean? So it was clear. It was, oh man, it, he wasn't the same dog. You know, he'd whimper because he couldn't get up when I'd come in the house. And before he'd get up and I'd call him his happy circles, his big goofy Olafy motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's jumping around and he, you know, he'd see his head pop up on his bed and he kind of come see yeah. me. He knows and, uh, he, he knows he wants to and he knows he can't. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he don't know why he couldn't, you know. So it was it was pretty rough to see him that way. Um, you know, I was on the mountain and my wife was taking care of him, and she said, "Hey, he's not, he's not in any good shape right now." So I came down, we took him into the vet, and I kind of knew, you know, I knew a couple weeks ago. Um, and as as selfish as we want to be, we want to yeah. try and medicate and do things like that, and he. It just quality of life for him, man. He'll, he'll, he wasn't going to be the same dog. Um, and then who knows if there was a 20% with some steroid and some pain reliever, but then he's not, he's still not the same dog, right? right. The desire to get up and, and romp around and go outside and frolic. And yeah, it was rough, dude. Um, but that breed, you know, their expectancy is, you know, eight to 10 years and he was a strong, you know, eight and a half years. So. He was a that sucked, best I'm dog sorry. I've ever had, man. I'm sorry, man. I, I boohooed for most of the day Friday and part of the day Saturday. And, you know, just kind of yeah, right. just miss right. him. You know, you look over right. where his bed is at and he's not there. And it's just like, and he's such an imposing, imposing figure, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, he, that's, I mean. 130 pound dog, dude. Yes. Mine, <laughs> mine's 85 and Good Lord, I can't even imagine. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm an animal lover. All the animals that we have now are all rescues. And um, look at look at every, that. That's that's the good dog Lord, he man. was. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a monster. <laughs> he, was, he was a lap dog, bro. <laughs> that's the thing is, I mean, like when you said he's imposing, I mean, like. 135 pounds is imposing even if he's staying across the room yeah, that's buddy. sitting on the couch on your lap man yeah that was his thing though like my daughter sent me a bunch of pictures everybody's heartbroken man and and you know next to me um my daughter was his favorite person and uh you know she sent me a bunch of pictures of the, here he is again i mean this this is what he thought he was yeah. <laughs> You know, as far as he's concerned, he was a puppy. Yeah, he was. He was, he was all puppy, and 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 he's your, he's your puppy. He's your oh, kid. Yeah. He's 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 the kid. You're, you're the dominant, and so he's gonna come and and snuggle and acquiesce yeah. and subordinate himself to you. And and part of that is to just get up there and just absolutely Love. crawl in your yeah. lap. Yeah, you know what's funny is is like I posted the other day, right and you kind of reflect back on it and he was and and people may think it sounds weird right but i love that damn dog more than i like most people right 100 <laughs> and he always knew what dog he needed to be when he needed to be that dog so i would leave and he would become the wife's protector and you know when uh family's over from babies to teenager, he knew how to treat each person individually. It was just the most amazing. He knew his place in that pack. Yeah, he, and he kudos, just... kudos to you, brother, because what that means is you established yourself. He, he, number one, 
you established yourself to where you were the dominant in that family. And quite honestly, your, your wife to a, a little bit of extent, but you were the dominant one in that family. He knew his place and you not only did you solidify that place, but you made that place, his position in that family, a comfortable one and a predictable one to yep. where it was, it was never up to question. It was never ambiguous. He never had to figure anything out. And that's part of the problem when, when, when you have people with dogs, whether you're talking pit bulls, whether you're talking about boxers, whether you're talking about, it doesn't even matter really what breed. It's, but it's more importantly with those very, um, I'm, I'm not even going to word the, use the word aggressive because it's not. It's, it's that it, those are the ones, those, those breeds that are, that have a genetic proclivity for dominance. It's not that they want to dominate you. They just have, it's almost like military people versus just average civic. They There's want confidence. Know, they, they want to know their position. They want to know their rank and they want to stay in their freaking lane. Mm -hmm. They want okay. you to stay. They want you to stay in your lane. I'm going to, they're going to stay in their lane and everybody else is going to stay in their lane. And, and they know where their position is and what, if they know where it is and it's consistent and you back it up, you support it, but you also emphasize you, you enforce it. Mm -hmm. The mental the, the mental stability of that animal, the dog, is going to be higher, number one. Number two, the quality of life mentally and emotionally of that dog is going to be higher. But everything else goes around it because that's the thing is most of the time, for unless you're just going to keep a – and this is – it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. This is has not – why, when we want to get on elk topics – all right, but but this is legit though. But unless, unless but it's part unless of you're, it. Unless you're one of those douchebags that wants to put your dog on a chain or a cable out in the yard in your front yard, so you can look like you're this masculine freaking douchebag while your dog is out there neurotic, absolutely going off, just barking and just threatening so everybody crazy. that even comes close. No, yep. that is not a healthy, mentally healthy individual. A mentally healthy individual is a dog like yours, like mine, like I know a lot of my friends, where they are a member of the family. Yep. They are an established member of, in their mind, a pack. You're number one. Let's even arbitrarily say they're number two. My guess is they were probably number two, number three, or whatever. He knew Dad's dad is number one. Dad takes care of me. Dad takes care of mom. Dad mm -hmm. takes care of everyone else under here. Dad is gone. I'm. The, I need to step up and make sure I take care of mom. I'm going to take care of everyone else. But guess yep. what? When you brought the kids over, when you brought your, your the teenagers over, whatever, what did he recognize? Dad's number one. I might be upper. I may be higher on the dominance hierarchy than these kids or these teenagers, but they're not a threat, and they're a part of the family. Therefore. I'm going to be a part of them and I'm going to help take care of them and I'm going to engage them in a constructive manner. It was almost like he would observe my behavior 100%. and emulate that. I mean, just 100%. absolutely amazing, he's got, dude. He's going to look at that he's dog gonna look to you. Yep. Yep. He's going to look to you and be like, are we good? And you're going to be like, yes, these are people I love and I care for. He's like, awesome. Got it. Yep. Meanwhile, some strange jackass meth head walks up to your front door Get him. 
<laughs> oh, he's gonna feed. He's gonna feed off that. He's gonna be like, Dad, what's it? You're gonna be like, uh, yep. I don't know. Mother, here we go. You know, it yep. just absolutely. I mean, that is a healthy, emotionally balanced member of the family, of the family. and yep. that's the thing, man. I when 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 my I don't oh given again. And I, I'm not trying. This is this is what I think is so awesome about these conversations. Is there and I and I know that I probably mentioned this to you before, and I mentioned it on my podcast a number. You know what? I haven't even done the damn introduction. <laughs> uh, we'll put a pin in that. Hold on. I've said it before. Anybody can act. It's it's a very long-standing principle in human psychology. You can act like anyone you want to act like and be like. You only react like your true self. That subconscious trigger. Social media lets us cherry pick what we show the world. And when we're in a good place or when we're, when we, whatever, we can put on this rosy, cheeked big smiley face my life is fucking awesome and i'm on top of the world i'm crushing it and everything that i do my relationships are the best and my wife is the best my animal my my life i'm just rolling in cash and i'm just you can pretend to be anyone you want to be but it's only like these conversations when you get to friends where you sit there and like i i'm i i'm serious I don't mean to vent on people, but I'm gonna be honest with with certain folks, and I'm gonna say I'm 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 fucking tired, man. I'm I'm tired of this of two solid years of every fucking thing I do is a fight, and it and while it's a fight, it is also it it's a prerequisite of a hemorrhage of lots of thousands of dollars. Just uh, buying new equipment, fixing re equipment repeatedly, uh, just fighting with things that don't need to be. That's the reality of me these days. I, I, I whether you whether the fans want to hear it or not, that is my freaking reality. It is a freaking struggle, and I'm I, and I joke to you in the beginning. I'm about ready to just say, "F it," and go become a janitor at the local school. So I can just push a broom nine to five. And when the broom freaking breaks, it's somebody, somebody else's problem, yes, not sir. mine. Because I, at this point, I just want to take, I just, I just need a break. And then like you, I mean, I get to see what, what's going on in your world these past couple weeks from social media, whatever. I would have never known the fact that a few days ago, and I'm and I'm I'm not I'm not trivializing this. I'm, I mean this sincerely, and I mean this because I see myself on that path with my dog that's in my house right now that I can see deteriorating rapidly in front of my eyes. Even though we spent, we've we've paid for the surgeries, we've done everything we can do. Just a few days ago, you were absolutely emotionally wrecked. In the in one of, if not the one of the darkest times of your fucking life, 
and no one is going to know that unless oh, I know we, it. Well, I post my shit. All right. Well, I'm, good. Well, good. I, good. Life is life, brother. You know good. what I mean. You can't. Good. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, there are like some the, that would. That there. Like there the are some frontal. that. Will, yeah. There are. There are a lot of people out there that will put on that fake smiley face and the social media. Meanwhile, back behind the scenes, they struggle and no one knows it. And I mean, again, we we talk about whether we talk about military, we talk about just mental health these days, suicide rates and people that are struggling. The the number of people I just found out. And I thank the Lord that and I I mean that honestly, I thank the Lord that they found it early. Yeah. Literally text a buddy. uh, I long story short. A wildlife biologist position has come open in a place that I would love to work for an agency that I think would be cool to work with. And it's in, it's literally right in the the wheelhouse of where a bunch of my buddies live. And it's right outside, uh, right out the back door of some of the best elk stuff in the freaking country. And they're looking for a wildlife biologist. I'm like, like, what what did I tell you? I like, hell yes. So I want to apply for that position. I know my buddy is related to those. So I try to get a hold of my buddy. Again, new iPhone, bullshit, everything else. I can't get a hold of him. I'm like, what the freaking hell is going on? Why can't so I get a hold of a second buddy that lives there who's also friends with this friend? And I'm like, hey, dude, have you have you talked to so-and-so? I can't get a hold of him. Is his phone what's going on? He's like, no. Everything's same. He's got his phone, blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm like, by the way, good to catch up, blah, blah, We start shooting the shit. Oh, yeah, by the way, I just got diagnosed with colon cancer, and I'm going in for surgery. I'm like, the hell are you talking about, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, I just did a a routine colonoscopy and found some stuff, and and, and it turned out it was cancerous, and we caught it early, so I'm going into, I'm like, All right, here we go. Buckle up. Now, everything's fine. He got out of surgery. Everything looks good. Thumbs up. He's feeling good. Everybody caught it early. This is the best case scenario if you're going to get diagnosed with that shit. But it's like, God, you you don't know unless you sit and you have real conversations and you get to sit. And this is why I do enjoy, because there's a lot of people that do the podcasts. Pause a second. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Roll Hunting Resources Podcast. Um, this is kind of a uh, this is kind of a bonus episode because here we are in mid September. I wasn't supposed to be home. Well, I guess I was supposed to be home. Now I was supposed to have already done my elk hunt, and then I was supposed to be home. We're gonna get to the elk part of it for here in a second, but I'm with uh, got okay. Here's what. How do you pronounce your last name? Duplanche. Oh, it's yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, because it could have been Guide to Planter, and uh-huh. I'm like, no, it's got to be some like French Quebec, French Canadian Duplantier. <laughs> like, ah, oh, yes, it's. I knew it was gonna be something cool. All right, I so answered to everything, man. With yeah. that, with that last name, 
you just yes. take what you can get after 47 years. There you go. So now, now in my mind, you are that Canadian fur trapper that just, that just moves south of California. You're in Colorado now. I'll give you that. You haven't earned Colorado yet. You're still California in my mind. <laughs> Look at that, buddy. That's it. Exactly. This, this is why I like doing Okay, so there we go. There's the introduction, folks. We're going to get to some elk shit here in a minute. Just freaking hold on. Um, but this is why, so when, when I was going to do podcasts, people were like, how are you going to do it? I'm like, I'm going to do Zoom. And they're like, no, nah, just, you know, you can get this piece of equipment, that piece of equipment, you can do it over the phone. Man, and, and, I, and I have, but there's been times when I've had to do podcasts, Zoom podcasts, um, and the, the other person's internet connection is so shitty that I can't do video. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is I just enjoy looking at something. Oh, it's a lot, I, I, a lot better situation. I, I enjoy looking at you, seeing you, having a real conversation. And yeah. if it wasn't for us being able to sit down and have a conversation, I wouldn't get to have the opportunity to get to know who you are, mm-hmm. and and have that. It's it's one thing to have the conversations. It's another thing to have. So you have conversations on one side in podcasts and in sterile, what I would consider like a sterile conversation. And then on the other side, you have these really good close friends that you're in contact with day to day to day to day to day. But somewhere in between there, there is an opportunity that even though you and I don't go to the freaking bar together, we don't hang out. We would if we were closer, we would. But we don't. We don't talk to each other on the phone every day. We don't text every day. It, we're not close friends. I consider you a friend. We're not close friends. But the mechanism by which we become friends has been this avenue in which we get, get these long-form conversations. But in, I, I really, truly believe, for me, it's being able to sit here and look at you Agreed, man. And understand and watch the body. You know, we, we talk body about, language, reflection. There you go. I, I talk how it, much how, you know me, how much I talk about that with the elk stuff. It's body language. I, I get to see your entire demeanor on how how you form when you're when you're expressing an idea, you're expressing a vocal an idea vocally, but parallel to that is a fundamental manifestation in your body language that embellishes or supports that and that is crucial and i know i it's not it's legitimate man i mean especially when you're on that end of the microphone i'm the same way i've always used zoom i tried to do it over cell and the reason i chose it is the steady bandwidth that that zoom offers um but man it's it's night and day being able to look it's looking at somebody in the eye right it's like shaking a hand and, and giving a guy a square look in the eye. There's nothing better than that to me. And and this is the way to do it, man. I, I can't stand them. Damn. Just, you know, no video conversations. They're, uh, they're drab at best. I, that's why I like doing live podcasts so much, you know, right, going yeah. to expos and whatnot, and archery shoots, holy shit, man. hundred percent. And, and at some point, and I know I've said this to people before, and I know I need to get my ass in gear and it, look, trust me. There's going to be some major changes for coming into 2023 uh, with the elk module, elk hunting institute. That is, there's going to be some major changes in what Chris Rowe is doing. Um, I have to. I just it is what it is. I have to. Um, but 
I've talked to, I've said that I was going to post a lot of these videos and I haven't yet, but I've, I'm saving them. It's recording. I have them. Hopefully I can get them out and posted, but all that being said, well, okay. So before we gloss over it, how's your wife doing with she's, she's probably taken the biggest hit. Um, She, you know, emotionally, and, and, and she said it yesterday, she was on the phone, I think with our daughter and she says, uh, you know, voodoo, that voodoo was his name, um, that he was like dad. When dad goes hunting, then he would become dad and he would be my protector. And, and she knew without a shadow of a doubt, if anything was to go down, that that dog was going to be right there in front of her, you know, getting them because that's what I would tell him. Right. That was his, that was his cue. Get him. Very easy for the wife to remember, and uh, he did not hesitate when he heard that. So she's she's taken it pretty heavy. It's a rough one. She have we have another pup, uh, which is you know her dog Lola. She's a little seven year old Frenchie. So I think between the both of them, um, you know, Voodoo raised the Frenchie. Um, yeah, so but... she's going around and looking like you know what the hell's going on, and I think she's she's kind of lost. It's it's interesting to right. watch the dynamic now, um, but yeah, the wife isn't. She'll go into her you know her moments of, of of silence behind it, and it's just like you know, I know what's going on. It sucks, and we we tend to deal with it differently. Um, you know, for me, I'm not gonna. It was rough, dude. Friday, I boohooed all damn day. I mean, I laid on that floor with him you know, while they did everything, his head was in my lap and I laid with him probably on that floor in the vet's office for an hour, you know, after, after they, uh, gave him the injection and man, dude, it was just, you know, it was hard. It was yeah. hard, hard, bro. You know, I, but, I don't, I don't brother. It was a rough, I'm, I'm, te I'm telling you when, you know, what, it, what is this? What is this? Somebody, it was a, No man had the greater love than this than a than a dad, and its love for the for the animal he didn't want. You know, basically it was, you know, the whole thing of you know we get these animals in our lives that whether our spouse brings it home or whether a parent brings it home or a kid brings it home, and oh, I, I've got a puppy now, and, the, and you're like, son of a, I don't, you know, we don't oh, need a puppy. That's and my then, cat. <laughs> yeah, and then and then a couple <laughs> years into it. And Jep was the same way. I mean, for me, we had a very comfortable, Kelly and I had a very comfortable lifestyle where we had one cat and well, we had one cat for a long time and he was very, into, I mean, he, he loved to be with us and he actually traveled with us, but he was, you know, it's easy to make it for a cat to be independent. Mm -hmm. We bought the place here in, in Kansas and we're fixing it up. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, uh just a beautiful little fluffy, you know, cat shows up and she obviously she she's in a bad way i mean she's mountain like skin and bones somebody abandoned her she's struggling we take her in we we bring her back to health and she's just awesome so we have two cats easy that that's easy <laughs> and then one day here we are we're, we're driving in the middle of nowhere taking the back road back home and stumble upon this puppy dog this year and a half old dog same thing skin and bones 
out in the middle of nowhere in like literally legit middle of nowhere rural Kansas where there's like no one around for miles. And we drive by and I mean, he just sits there and he just kind of half kind of hunkers down and what big eyes just kind of watches us goes by, you know, with this expecting look like, uh, Kellen, just I'm driving. I, I will never forget this day. I'm driving. Kelly's in the in the passenger in the, the seat next to me. We're in the RAV. I go by the dog. Neither one of us say anything. We get a I it's like a mile down the road. <laughs> mile down the road, and both of us are like <sighs> shit. And just and we both are like, son of a yeah, flip a bit. Here we go. Turn around and we come. I Drive, turn around, come back, pull up next to it. He's, the dog's still sitting there looking at He's just looking. I pull up next to it. It's sitting off. It's probably 10 yards off the side of the road. I pull up. Kelly gets out. She tries to make contact with the dog. He's a little unsure. She goes around to the back end of that rab. Now, the rab is a big hatch, you know, big door mm-hmm. that opens the whole back end. She opens the back of that freaking rav, and I mean that dog is Mach thirty, Ooh. just launches. <laughs> He's in, man. He's like, I am coming with you. Superman launches into the back of that freaking vehicle. <sighs> Shit, okay. So <laughs> what do we do? I'm like, all right. So we get up on a hill, and I'm like, all right. There's a farmhouse over there, and there's a farm. Like we're talking miles, you know. Like there's a couple miles that way, a couple miles out. We just start driving roads, and we start driving, pulling into farmhouses, and we pull into the farmyard, just just seeing if somebody lost their dog. Pull into the farmyard, and meanwhile, the dogs, the dogs that are there, are losing their shit. They're just barking because there's some new stranger pulling in the driveway. Meanwhile, this dog in the back, stone asleep. He's just like, like, (laughs) I'm going home, buddy. (laughs) We would, we would pull into the farmyard and I'm like, this isn't home. Other, otherwise that the dog in the back seat here would be, we'd be like, Oh, uh, finally, you know, he would know Mm -hmm. he was home. He would recognize the uh, other animal. No, this isn't it. And we talk, you know, if someone was home, we talked to him. The final place that we, that we finally pulled up to was seven miles North. On the same road, but seven miles north of where we picked him up. The guy answered, you know, came out to the, the driveway. We told him what was going on. He's like, you know what? He goes, no, it's not my dog. He goes, but I know exactly what dog you're talking about. Because that dog's been here. I think it's like pretty much for a week. And my wife said that she saw the dog this morning on her way to work several miles north of here so this dog has been running laps up and down this road at minimum 10 miles just down and back down and back down and back down and back (coughs) for the better part of a week he knew sit he knew stay he knew he he was someone's dog someone dumped this dog off at for some reason, dump this dog off in the middle of no, out probably probably at this rancher's house, hoping that the, you know the rancher would take it in and take mm-hmm. care of it. But meanwhile, that dog had, yep, had been running that road for the better part of a week, 
thunderstorms, hail, brutal rain, coyotes. I was going to say coyotes. To this day, Jep cannot, he, if you want to see a dog that hates something, coyotes, Jep will lose, Jep will go out of his way to absolutely just, he hates them. So he had to have just been molested because again, this was spring too. So we were coming off of the mating season of coyotes and, and the very territorial, uh, behavioral cycle of coyotes. So here's this strange dog in the middle of a coyote pack. You know, how many coyote packs did he run into this poor freaking dog? So we, I mean, yeah. So we drive all over the County. We put ads in the local papers. If anybody lost their dog, no one responds. We didn't want a dog. So I, I literally get home. It, this is when we were in still Colorado. I literally get home. My neighbor had just had to put his long time, I mean, like his, but his standard poodle down a few months ago. So I was like, this would be perfect for Gary. You know, maybe, maybe Gary's at that point now where he'd, he'd like to have another dog or whatever. And we were think I, I, Kelly was like, no, he's ours. I'm like, we don't need a freaking dog. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Gary will want it. Fast forward, I'd killed, I would, I would, I would napalm nuclear. I would kill every person in this freaking town in defense of that dog. That dog is, that dog is, is the other half of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will, oh, it's oh, choking me up now. Think I, I will be, I dread the day. I know it's coming. I'm watching it. I'm seeing it happen before my eyes, and I know it's coming sooner than later. Yeah. And I will be a freaking wreck, man. There's there's no amount of preparation for it. There's just do you, no... do you follow Prager? You? I don't think so. Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager. Uh, Prager U. Prager University is a conservative think tank, um, conservative uh, education type of deal. Uh, Dennis Prager, uh, Jewish individual, um, very wise individual, uh, very educated, scholarly person. Um, he po- he posited a question, and it was it was incredible to see the results of the question, the serve if uh, informal survey, and then the discussion from behind it. And the discussion was from him, again, keep in mind, he's a very conservative individual and he's a very religious Jewish, uh, very religious Jew. And he asked the question. You're driving down the road and you roughly you you driving down the road and you happen upon. A frozen pond, and out in the frozen pond, on one point, there is a person that is a person has fallen through the ice and is struggling. And then a few yards away from that person is a dog that fell through the ice and is struggling. What do you do? And if you choose to try to go and intervene and try to save, which one do you save? Oh, 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 
The not, I mean, it there was no freaking gray area at all. I mean, obviously, your your binary question, A or B. Mm-hmm. The number of people that were like, the dog, dog. Yep, I'm going for the dog, and 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 the 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 intellectual ent- exercise is, and especially from a conservative Jewish person or a conservative Christian person, would be, you know, humans are the t- the top tier of of uh, whatever uh, spiritual being on the planet, and then animals are that come underneath us. The 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 theoretical acceptable answer is you, you go and you save the human. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, go, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, and if you, okay. Let, let me tell you this. I know what I, I think in my brain, but, but when the, when the moment comes at that moment, if it's a stranger out in the water and it's a strange dog, maybe the, the guy's dog, I, I I say guy. Me I I envision a, a man. My mental because I'm a man. I'm a man. Whatever. I I visualize a man that fell through the ice. Maybe you, man, when you have to when you have to go PC on an answer no, like I mean, that, you know I, it's shit. I, I, understand, I understand, but because, because that's the okay. The, the, uh, that's a fair point. I did not qualify. Fair fair point. I did not qualify. Now you got me in trouble. Because I'm gonna have to qualify, and now I'm gonna have to mansplain some shit, and, and, and that's gonna get me even more trouble. Okay? Oh, because if I saw a woman out there in the water, in the uh, in the hole in the ice, struggling, and a dog, I would go for the woman. Yeah. Okay. Now I I, I can't explain why, other than. In the hierarchy of defensive, like if if someone is vulnerable, in my hierarchy of um, What's, right, it's like, righteousness of in my hierarchy of righteousness of intervening, a dog. I'm sorry, <laughs> a dog comes before. A man, but a woman would become would come before the dog. Well, it's like the sick the the ships going down. You know, women and children get the lifeboats first. Right. Right. I mean, it's right, the same. Right. 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 And, and so, it's I don't I don't even think it's just your head. It's as as men. That's how we have been right. trained. Now, right. That's that's the way it is. Now, right now, okay. But I'm gonna be honest here, and I know that I might be wrong. If a woman was going out on the ice to try to save my dog and my dog went through the ice, I'm going for my dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's in the vulnerable. I'm, 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 I'm going for my dog and maybe, maybe I, I'm going to go for my dog and I'm going to, I'm going to get him like closer. I'm just going to heave him or whatever. And then I'm going to go back for the woman, but I'm sorry, man. Like I'm going for my dog. And that's the thing. And this was, this was the, the, the intellectual debate here is like, okay. I, I feel as though if an adult got themselves in that situation, well, then you made a choice. That adult mm-hmm. made a choice. 
And, and with those choices come consequences. Now, I've had to rescue one of my, this is no bullshit, okay? This is not hyperbole. Legitimately, my my original cat, my Mickey, he, we had to put him down a couple years back. He's he, This is a while back. He, this is why this was so real to me. He went through the ice when we, our house at the, in Colorado, we had a pond. That pond was a long, I won't say peanut shaped, but it's a long skinny pond that's, that was half our neighbors and our property line went through the middle of the property or of the pond. Mickey would go out and wander and it was early fall. If I remember right, it was early fall. And he went through the ice and Again, I'll never forget. We were, we literally were drive. We, we pulled out of the driveway. We were heading into town. The county road that I drive on is, is perpendicular to the drainage, my pond. So as we're driving in the county road, we can see the pond. As we're driving out, I, I don't, I see something out there. But we've got ducks and geese and everything else that are that are in this community. I don't even think about it. Now, my neighbor is only a couple hundred yards from our house. We pull out of the driveway. And about the time I'm, you know, I'm hitting the gas. We're, we're just heading town. By the time I hit my neighbor, like, like parallel with my neighbor's house, all of a sudden my phone rings. It's my neighbor. He's like, Chris. He's like, uh, do you? Do you know where Mickey is? Where your cat is? I'm like, yeah, he's out. He's like, well, there's a weird duck. I think there's something in the pond. There's like duck or something. Something's in the pond. I don't know what it was, man. But that little voice in the back, the still small voice in the back of your head that's never wrong, just <laughs> screamed. It was like, it was instantly, yep. oh, shit. Turn around. I never turned that freaking vehicle. Uh, we turned around. I think I came into that driveway about Mach six. <laughs> when we turn around and I look and I could see at the far end of the pond, right in the middle, this little black dot struggling to come. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I did not make. I did not make. This is the thing. In the, uh, uh, segue. You hear people like Tim Kennedy and um, oh hell, any anybody that is Mike Lovers, anybody that's in you know whether it's self defense, uh, martial arts, uh, anything. You do not rise to the occasion. You only fall to your level of training. I made bad choices, so we had a boat, a, a little. Uh, John boat that was just a, a push pole because the pond was shallow. If I had been smart, I would have just carried because the, the boat was up on the shore. I would have just grabbed the boat and I would have run down the bank of the, the pond and I would have put in immediately perpendicular to my cat, which would have been maybe a hundred yards and or 80 yards. And I would have been quick me again, fall. You fall to your training. You fall to what you normally do there was a particular spot in the pond that we normally put the boat in. And so I ran straight to that spot and put the boat in. Well, for now I'm 150, 200 yards from the damn thing. And I got to punch through ice. I, I got out, I was 10 yards out in the pond. I'm like, what the freaking hell, bro? What did you just do? Because I'm just struggling. 
Meanwhile, I'm struggling the whole way and I'm watching my cat fight for his life. And you want to hear, I think we've talked about this before. I've, I've discussed it before. When you have someone screaming, I've been in a situation where um, in the military, someone screaming for their life. Um, it's a different sound, man. And and when your animal, when your pet, when you is in that state, it's a different sound, man. And it will freaking just rot. And I mean, I got there just as he went under for, I think, the last time because I had to drop straight. So it's a little John boat. I dropped straight to my shoulder and I had to reach down under the water as far as I could grab. And I just barely grabbed the scruff of his neck Damn. and pulled him out. We resuscitated him, warmed him back. up. We saved his life. And so I understand when, when Dennis Prager asked that question, I'm like, <laughs> I've been there brother. Yeah. And I don't care if it's my cat. I'm fucking going for it. Why? Because in my world, that is the most innocent. That, that is the one that, that, you know, it, let, let's put it this way. I, I have a family member that was born severely autistic. Now he's done very well. He's, he's, he was born into a very loving family, a very capable family. And, and he's doing well, but he's severely autistic and he's always going to need someone to take care of him. Likewise, if I saw my cat or my dog down in a hole, falling through the ice, and then I saw my cousin. I'm going for him. He is the, in this equation, he is the most innocent. He is the one that was not able to comprehend consequences of action. And so when I, when Dennis asked that question, I'm like, no, man, I, I identify with the people that are going to go after the animal because the animal doesn't understand consequence of action. The human does. The human understood the consequence of action. And if they were a dumbass, I'm sorry, I can't help <laughs> that. But they still mm -hmm. had the ability, the cognitive ability to understand and reason where the other the other individual does not. So I'm going to prioritize you differently. But this is where I can't wrap my head around other than what you're talking about conditioning. If a man, a, a man fell through the ice and a woman fell through the ice, unless there were some visual cues happening on the landscape that indicated to me that this woman was highly capable and this was a minor inconvenience and she was okay. Okay. Then I'm going to go for the guy and I'll right. help. And the guy was just an utter, you know, train wreck. And he just, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll go for that guy. And, and I'll, it's triage. It's mm -hmm. triage. That's it's no it different is. if you get on whether the battlefield or whether you you roll up to a, a a rollover wreck with multiple people in the vehicle, you go through and you look at every single person in that vehicle before you make a decision. You triage who's the most critical here, and in my opinion, who's the most innocent. And when it comes to animals, man, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm I we've got six, no seven eight eight rescued cats. Two dogs. Uh, <laughs> we horses, got one rescue cat. <laughs> horses, yeah, man, I, yeah. So when I say I understand, that was a long way around saying <laughs> I, I I understand exactly where you are. 
I am so freaking sorry. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I dread <laughs> the day that is functionally coming before my eyes and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a wreck. Um all I can I mean, say is for your wife, just take that little Frenchie and just squeeze the ever loving tar out of it and drown it in every ounce of love both of you have right now and um oh she went shopping for her today (laughs) (laughs) good all right i'm sorry for the credit card but i am happy for her good for her because she went shopping you know the one thing i I, before we wrap that man and and it's a hard decision right and we're selfish beings as it is yeah. And, and if folks are listening and, and you get to that point with your pet, like, I, I know you love that pet, but you gotta, you gotta look at quality of life. Right. And yeah. you can't keep something there that doesn't understand the problem and why this is happening and can't do the things and doesn't have the reasoning to figure it out and do the things that it wants to do. It's not and, fair. And, and express that to you. Right. Right. I mean, it just, it's just not a fair situation. Um, you know, I, and my wife did it right. And, and by all means, ask the questions. Um, but don't, don't prolong the agony for yourself or for that animal. It is just, yeah. And if, 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 and no, bro, you are, you are dead on the money because my in-laws my in-laws have been prone to that where even the rest of the family has looked at their dogs or whatever. And they're like, guys, it's, t- it was time last year. Yeah. No, this, I mean, the quality of life and, and here's a little tip that I will give you. And again, I've, and I've mentioned this and well, um, maybe it was when I did one of my earlier podcasts, I said, you know, the one that says, are you, are you, are you ready to leave life? Are you prepared to leave life? Um, when I watched my mom die, when, when my mom passed away, um, so I've had my best friend pass away from cancer. My mom died of cancer. I've had a, I've, I've had a number of people that I'm close to die within the past couple of years. Um, and one thing that always struck me was, is like, it was almost like every family was going down the same road of everyone else, but they were discovering the road for themselves. Like, like there was no, like there's been countless people that have gone down the road of dealing with bladder cancer and stage four terminal bladder cancer. But yet my friend's family, it seemed like they were discovering this, this treacherous road on their own. It's like, God, some, there, there are people out there that have been this way, that that have have traveled this path. How are we not sharing this information? Like my mom with, 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 with her cancer and, you know, end of life decisions. And it's like, why are we reinventing the freaking wheel? Like, People have done this. Like, how did? How is there not some website you go? You're like, mm-hmm. and and you're surrounded by people who are like, we've we've walked this path. But um, what what's the the damn country? The the it's one of my favorite country tunes. It's old school. Um, I'll think of it. Um, I've walked this walk. You're walking now. It, it just. 
I'll think of it. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that shit. And and I forgot <laughs> I didn't put my um, phone on on uh, airplane mode. So um, if you hear some, if people hear some feedback, deal with it. Um, good lord, see what did I tell you? This is a brand new phone, and it's already acting up. Um, what are we doing here? What? Like, seriously, man. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a start. Anyway, I digress. My point being, if I can give you a tip in these, if you're dealing with pets, um, if you know that you are dealing with an animal that's it's starting to get if you if if you suspect that it's getting to that time, Sawyer Brown, the walk. Have you ever heard that song? No. Oh my gosh. It. Oh my God. Sawyer Brown, the walk. That song is one of the best songs ever, and it, it speaks to this exactly. Um, Sawyer Brown, the walk. It's an old school song and it's phenomenal. What I would say to do, whether your dog, whether you're talking about a cat, and I'm 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 using this from my personal experience with my horse, my mare, Annie. We see those individuals every day. Every day they make a tiny little incremental step in a bad direction. Because we see them every day, we don't notice. Often, oftentimes we don't notice those incremental steps steps or it's very easy because those tiny little incremental steps are so small we we can rationalize them away we we can we can argue right. it, well oh he had a bad we, we had a big walk yesterday and of course he's sore today and oh well you know he well when he jumped out of the vehicle the other day I, he came out of the car and he jumped wrong it makes sense we rationalize the steps that we see here's the thing once a week, take video. It, maybe it's every Sunday. Maybe it's every Saturday or Friday night or whatever Whatever special day that you, maybe there's a day of the week that you spend more time with a particular animal. Take video. Go out, have fun with them, walk. Video them when they're walking. Video them when they're having fun, running around. Whatever. Every week you take a video. And then you review that video because then all of a sudden those little incremental steps are not incremental anymore. All of a sudden you go from this week to that week to this week to that week. All of a sudden you're like, oh shit, what is going on? Yeah. And that's the thing that just wrecked me with my horse, Annie. We knew she had a stifle issue. So for those that don't know what a stifle is, the, the rear legs of a horse uh, have multiple joints. You got your hip, the stifle as you're going, your hip to the hoof, hip stifle is essentially their knee, which is reverse, but it's essentially their knee joint. And then you got everything else down below that. Well, her stifle hit, she started having problems with her stifle on one of her legs and it, and it started getting arthritis and locked up and literally she couldn't step over logs. And so we had to retire her from the mountain. She was my pack horse. She was my baby. Um, but we had to retire her from the mountains because she just could not move that back leg. 
and step over things. She literally had to take her other hat and just had to hop over things. Now, we knew this, but she was still the same mental horse. She still, you know, ate well. She still maintained weight well. She, she was still the same horse. She just had pain in that back leg. And then all of a sudden, it, it went from, oh, she's fine, to, oh, shit. Yeah. Where she was skin and bones, losing weight, muscle atrophy on the rear end. And all of a sudden, we I, I noticed, I'm like, wait a minute, she's not staying. It took me a while. As the person who was doing most of the feeding at the time, it took me, I'm like, wait a minute. She's not standing normally. She's she's standing, she's standing egregiously wrong. Like what what and within a matter, like within a week, I finally noticed that wait a minute, for the past couple months, she has just been on a precipitous decline. And I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. That there it is, right there. You, and, people and, don't want to see it. And by the time you can't ignore it, they much. have suffered yep. for how long? Yep. They they have been suffering while you've been getting your head wrapped around that shit. Okay, guess what's not going to change? They're suffering. That's right. So which one of this equation is the one that needs to make the hard that needs to make the sacrifice. Are you going to continue to sacrifice the health, well-being and mental just the entire the entire being of your animal and its well-being for your fragile psychology? Or are you going to just suck it up and go, "I will take the I will I will I will suck this one up." You have to and I will step in and I will I will do the merciful thing. Yep. I will say goodbye to you now while you're while you are not suffering as bad as you are about to. Yep. And I will take that suffering on for myself. It's a it's, hard decision. It's a hard decision, but it's easy to do when you look at what they brought into your life and you can own it. It's, 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 it sucks, but it's an easy decision to be honest about it. You know, I mean, for me laying there with my dog and knowing what I had to do, thinking about what he was, what he wanted to be and where he was at, it was a, it was a no brainer, man. You know, as, yeah, as bad as right. it hurts, fucking no brainer. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is once, once we get to the realization <sighs> that, that this is where we're at. Most of us are like, okay, when you do it, the issue is is coming to grips with understanding that this is where we're at and then mm -hmm. understanding. So when I went back through with Annie and was looking at pictures and video, it became, I mean, egregiously clear. Egregious. Like, Chris, what did you do, Matt? Like, how did you not see this? You are with her every twice a day, every day. And how did you not comprehend this? Because I, I, I look back at a, a video or a picture I took of her a week ago. And I'm like, it's like 
you might as well just black and white, like a uh, dumbass. Look here. You're like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, how did I not know? Take video, take pictures, and then just look back at them, and, and it will it will help clarify. Because they're not gonna. I mean, that's the thing. Some animals, like with Mickey, we knew. We 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 basically said with Mickey, we were like, when when he's ready, in like mentally, physically, when when he's ready, he's gonna let us know. And it was clear. It was it was clear as day. Like it was like a Wednesday, and we're like. It's time, brother. It's it's time. We got you, bud. We we got you, fam. I I'm with you. We got you. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he clearly said, like, "I'm I'm done. I'm out. This is I'm done." Annie, she would have just kept on suffering through and would never have shown it to you. And and I know Jep is going to be the exact same way. Jep is a stoic. He could have a freaking just just mat. It doesn't matter. He could be just laid open leg hanging off of him just ripped and he wouldn't he would just be like oh it's 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 what it is man it's it's okay it's like no it's not okay man he's he's not going to show me he's not going to let me know it's going to be up to me to pay attention and it's going to be up to me to be the adult rational individual in this equation yeah so all right let's move well, I I'll say off that. Like I mean, I, I I I'm so sorry. Bro. I could use a stifled elk bout now. <laughs> <laughs> there's a segue for you. There's a segue. There's a segue for you. All right. Well, okay. So now that we're only an hour in, let's let's get to real discussion. Man. So so go uh, for it. All I, all this is I, you and I have not spoken. Nope. I, I did message you. You yes, you did, and that is what precipitated this. Yeah, you apparently had an experience this past. So okay, let's let's take a step back. When did you leave for your first bout of elk season in Colorado? I left the the afternoon of the first, so that's okay. the day before opener. All right, to go get where we wanted and kind of prospect that evening. All right, and then how many days were you out in the field? Four? No, three, because my anniversary was that following Monday, and I booked it down the mountain at 5 a.m. so I could spend the first anniversary I have with my wife in four or five years because of elk season. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, fair. good man. The benefit right, of so, moving. And then did you go back up? Yeah, I went back up. Went All back right. up, and I was up for five or six days. Okay, so the the point the reason why I'm I'm bringing this up is it's very similar to what I was doing. I was in the field essentially the same time. I left that Wednesday before season, got into camp, got in there a couple of days early, and then I was planning on spending a solid two weeks up in in the unit uh, on the mountain. And after seven days of I was there ten days, but after seven days of actual season hunting, I'm like. I'm out. Screw this. This is this is worthless. I came out, came back home so I could get a bunch of stuff done that I know I, I needed to get done anyway. Now that I've got a bulk of that done, my plan is, fingers crossed, knock on wood, get out of here Wednesday and head back up for the last 10 days of season. Mm-hmm. Right? So we were in the field. We were in Colorado. Now, I know the general area that you were in. 
which is several hours away from me, but we were still in the central mountain area of Colorado. So we were on the mountain in the same time frame, and we were dealing with the same conditions. Now you had now, and that's important. So the reason why I wanted to have you on here is because you messaged me through Instagram and you were like, dude, <laughs> right? So you had an experience. Oh, brother. I I know nothing of this experience, but it was, it, it was, it was, it sent you to the moon. So that's what I want to talk. That's why I wanted you on to share that. What happened? Um, what was the okay. experience? And let's just go through it, man. We'll, we'll just say unbelievable. Okay. And it could have went only one of two ways, in my opinion. The way it went and not even understanding what the fuck was going on, okay? I'm, so I'll just preface it with that. So, so folks know my message to Chris was, bro, I cannot thank you enough because understanding behavior just put me in the most epic situation I have ever experienced on the mountain with elk. Along those lines, right? And yeah. end yep. quote, right? I mean, dude. <laughs> okay, so again, we get in Thursday, Friday's opener. Kind of prospected the area with the wife on the side by side, just driving through, right? And I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. It's kind of removed. It's shitty country. Nobody's gonna want to be here. That was that was number one. And. So, you know, what do we do? We park. We 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 just took the side-by-side up. We didn't even do anything but me and my buddy loaded. My neighbor actually loaded the side-by-side up and had that damn thing squatting like this going up the mountain. And uh, we set up. We we set out, you know, Friday. And uh, we did a little bit of scouting. I was like, man, I'm a little bit leery about jumping into the woods the day before, the night before opener and just causing a bunch of ruckus, right? I call it superstition or whatever. I just ain't doing it. So Friday comes along and uh, we drop in, you know, and, and where we are and, you know, up on those flat tops, uh, the wind is, the wind is a motherfucker, right? I mean, it is, it is horrible, horrible, horrible. There's no, there's no prediction of the wind. There's really no prevailing wind this time of year. Cause that some bitch decides to fart out the west. It's farting out the west. If a little cold comes in and wants to blow out the north, it's gonna switch on you. And I mean, it's just a nightmare. And then all the drainages and everything, blah blah blah, on that south side of that area. Um, so we set up camp, and, and for the visual, we have a ridge on one side, a ridge on the other, and we are in a drainage, and that drainage is four tiered. Okay before it just starts to drain on out okay we're up on that fourth tier with our little camp spot and like i said didn't do much thursday night friday we got into the woods man and just walking through slow and methodical you know looking for for sign i'm not looking for fresh sign per se i'd love to see some fresh cow sign but i want to see old rud activity old rubs blah 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 so (laughs) We are, uh, we're going through and man, I'm like, damn, dude, I thought this was going to be a better area. You know, yeah, there's some old track, but there's nothing, there's nothing significant in this area. Um, and I'm going, damn, this, it has to, has to hold. I mean, it has, you look around and you're going, this is everything that they can want, uh, outside of 
dominant north facing slopes of course okay but there's you know there's some some decently dark timber a couple small pockets a, a timber on a north facer um friday comes and goes right we we get in there we i don't know three four miles real slow methodical you know chirp here lost calf there just trying to get a response you know throw out the little punky light light locate all right, man, you know, kind of beat first day of season. I wasn't really, you know, in shape, had the back problem or whatever. We go back to camp. We're sitting there and I'm like, you know, but he says, well, what do you want to do? And I go, well, you know what? We got a little time. Let's buzz over. I want to look at this other spot that I had prospected. Um, and the wife and I, I don't know, that was probably two weeks prior had, you know, again, buzzed by on the side by side. I mean, just decimated and, uh, call the spot pissy because that's all you can smell is elk piss so i'm like okay let's go look at that so we went over we looked at that and got a little got a little uh action at dark right i just sat you know and then i got oh 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 and i said well that's one of two things that's a bull down there on that second bench or that's a bear and can't do nothing right now so we're driving back and i go i'll tell you what we're gonna plan to go here in the morning but i'm gonna wake up at three three thirty and i'm gonna just throw out a locate if that locate doesn't get a response then we're gonna boogie back to that spot and we're gonna go see if that was a bull or not so next morning comes man i wake up and i'm like what's going on like why do i hear so much movement outside you know i'm in the tent and i'm like whatever i go back you know fall back to sleep and you're asleep lightly and then i hear more and i'm like dude what the hell like rock i mean right next to my tent i'm like dude there's a fucking bear out here i go i'll be pissed if he gets my food and i don't hang the food or none of that yeah. I, you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. whatever and uh i'm like i don't I, what the hell's going on so i fall back asleep and it must have been two hours later dude it was just, you could hear rocks and and i'm like okay this shit's crazy right now i'm like this is this is a trip and i'm thinking like is this playing in my head? Like what's going on here? So I grab the phone. Look, I look at the time and I go, Oh shit, man, it's time to, it's time to throw out this locate. And I was like an hour late on, on my three, three get up. Right. So I jump out. I hit it. Wait, nothing. All right. Then Graham wakes up. He goes, anything? And I said, no, I didn't hear anything, but I'm gonna walk over here get up on top of the get on top of our bench here and i'll crack another one off brew some coffee walked over just scream i put a little bit of growl into it <laughs> hit it dude right and waited waited and then boom right below us maybe 200 yards 300 yards i got one screams back so again facing south this is going to be on the west side of the drainage okay and this drainage where we're at at its widest point is about 250, maybe, maybe 250 yards wide. Okay. And it starts to narrow as it goes down. So I'm like, oh shit, let's go. Let's get it. You know, so run back to camp, throw everything on, grab the bows, go back over, hit it again. Boom. And then I hear this. And I'm like, the fucking troll. There's a fucking <laughs> troll. So this this growl dude comes from the the east side 
again, facing south or the right side of this, yep. or excuse me, left side of this drainage. And I'm like, bro, that son of a bitch is within 100 yards of us. So, okay, again, the wind, okay? This wind coming off of this top as we're facing south is all blowing straight downhill. The only safety net I have from these bugles is my elevation at the moment. Okay, so I'm like, the fuck am I going to do? That's a fucking troll over there, right? So I go, I got to hear this again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I chuckle at him, right? And he just gets fucking pissed. Just, I mean, dude, I never heard a bugle. He never bugled. He growled at me every single time. Just roar, and I, just go, roar, it's, I said, it's fucking on. I go, we're going right there. So the so if I'm here, the next level is to the right or the west, okay? About midpoint on this slope, there's another bench with a small timber pocket and some down timber. And I'm like, okay, so we just, I mean, just outright hauled ass, right? We're still gray light. We, we haven't really got a good crack yet. Sorry, I got fucking Copenhagen coming all over the place here. <laughs> I had to get it out <laughs> while I tell the story. So... Haul ass over there, right? And uh, I, I was like, okay, let's let's see what he is about right now. Now, mind you, I've only heard, I've heard probably five bulls at the moment. So, mew! And he just fucking loses his shit for that mew. And I'm like, oh, he's ripe. He's ripe. And then down below me, okay, now we're on this, this west side up on this, other high point mid slope call it down below me two tiers i hear this gurgly sounding son of a bitch where it sounded like he had like maybe i don't know maybe he had been shot or he had some kind of pneumonia but it was like he was gargling right as he was coming at me some sometimes and, and just for those people that have heard that um there's that's actually not abnormal you, you can have bulls. It, it literally it sounds like they just got done drinking some water and yeah. decided to br to bugle at yeah. like, with water in their throat. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I've heard that a couple times. Yep. So I'm like, holy shit. Well, then when he goes, when when Listerine goes, the troll go. goes. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, shit. The, the troll's closer. And, dude, I'm like, the fucking wind, the wind. What am I going to do? So I'm looking. We're on this bench. There's a the slope here. It's wide ass open, Chris. Okay, and then in the middle of the next bench or tier, there's a uh, stretches. Call it two thirds of the clearing, right from from slope to slope, almost smack dab in the middle. So I'm like, fuck. The only chance I have is to get there, play this wind, get. To where I'm on the edge of this as he's coming across before my wind gets. Yeah, ride, the, I'm gonna ride the wind. Right. Yeah, I'm going to ride the wind. You, you got your wind at your back, but you're just going hauling ass with the yeah. wind at your back trying to cut that distance so you can get through that, that, that zone where if basically you're riding the wind to get on the other side of his intercept. I, I couldn't. He's intercepting, he's coming up. The wind's coming down. I'm trying to get here. So if he comes and and I pick yeah, right, yeah, he yeah. comes through the middle of the rush patch. I got a shot. He never wins me. Or yeah. he comes through. I'm at the end of it. And before he gets to me, I arrow him 
cornering yeah. two. Okay? Yeah, you're flirting. So, you're you are flirting with that edge, and and that happens sometimes. Oh, dude. Uh, okay. So I go. Okay. Mew, mew. I chuckle right, and I just start fucking beat. I'm. I mean, like my buddy was like, dude, I didn't know you could move that fucking fast. <laughs> I haul ass down the slope, and then, okay, mind you, this whole time, right? I got bulls singing. Right when I sent out the muse and then hit with the chuckle, I had th- easy 30 to 40 cows. Okay. I'm going to say 20 of them on one side where the trolls at started singing. And then where Listerine is at, another 10 or 15 starts singing. And I'm like, holy shit. So as I'm running down across through the open, why? I mean, there ain't a there ain't a brush this big that I can hide anything from. I just know that my only play on that bull is to fucking get down there. So, dude, I make my way down there. And as I'm cutting across, there's a, a big opening in that timber patch. I see this motherfucker. I mean, just big humpy stud walking, just cruising, right? Just, I'm the king of this motherfucker. I get set up. I get right to the edge of that timber, dude, just enough to where I can see past it and I can see him in the branch, right? And I'm like, fuck yeah, and I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Ready to drop. Ready to go, dude. 50 yards. I'm like, 50 yards. I got your ass, right? What do I feel? <laughs> right across like this. I go, no. I just, I go, motherfucker. I knew it, right? And then I hear, boom, 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 boom. So I, I step back and I look through that clearing and I can see him. I heard him hit the four. So he trots four and then he just starts walking back away. And I'm like, okay, so he's not totally blown. Yeah, so right. I'm like, okay, what the fuck do I do here? Because I can't pursue because I got all these elk. I got a wall of elk. And I'm like, what the hell do I do? So I beat it back to my buddy and he goes, dude, you just called in two fucking bulls. I go, what do you mean? I only saw the one. He goes, that bull had another bull behind him. And I'm like, no shit. And he, and I'm like, okay, so which bull blew? And he said, what do you mean? This guy's brand new, yeah. brand new. I go, which bull turned around first? And he goes, the first one. I go, okay, so he did win me. Cause what I thought was. Yeah, so the second maybe- bull has no idea that you're there. No, but I thought maybe the second bull had saw me. So I'm like, okay, maybe he busted me visually, freaked out a little bit. So I sat back and I go, well, let me, let's go up. So we went up slope. It's clear slope, went up slope a little bit. And I hit him again. They fucking bugled right back. And I'm like, oh, they're prime. Like these, these animals are ready to die. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, look, we got it. We had to go up slope, right? So we could try and parallel them. So we're on the West, the just below the West Ridge line. And so we could parallel them and try and stay on them. And I would hit them every once in a while and I'd get a locate. So we go down that ridge kind of dies down into the drainage and then it just makes this nasty drop. And I'm like, fuck, you know, all dude. Okay. Sorry. Let me slow down. So as we're going through right ton of Aspen, we're right in the 97 to, well, we started at 10, four. So at this point we're probably right around, 97 to 99 okay and we're coming through and we're now we got light and we're looking around and the the utter decimation of the ground below us and and the amount of of traffic and fresh sign these are spots that we walked in the day before 
and it was just obliterated, obliterated areas. You can tell, I mean, they were a hundred by 75, a hundred by 80. All the grass was laid down. Like they just fucking laid there. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the dude. Unbelievable. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Right. So, Anywho, so just oh, go ahead. Just, just, a, just a minor. So, so in that seminar discussion where I discussed don't camp where they live. You gotta I fucking know that they live there first. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know. Guys, guy goes in and he's like, this looks awesome. Pitch the tent here. Yeah. Right but that and that's the thing. Okay. Uh, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Because this this that that plays into area selection. And I'll explain go. that here in a second. So anywho, so I we try and dog this herd. Do they ended up going down? You ain't keeping up. You're just not keeping up. So yeah, when they we want to leave daily. Yeah. So we drop this ridge, get up on the, the next ridge to the east. And it looks, I mean, just, just elky, just elky. But the sign isn't there. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So we're up there and uh, I'm like, okay, I don't want to freak them out. I've been calling. They're not calling anymore. So I look and, oh, there, there we go. There's a nice branch. And I reach up and I, Listerine pipes off from the clack, dude. And I'm like, oh shit, he's right there. So I told, I told my buddy, I'm like, hey man, just just he's like, I want to go. I'm like, no, just fucking hang here. He, and no offense, right? But he doesn't call. He he doesn't know elk. He's never been elk hunting. He just started archery hunting, right? I'm like, just stay here. So make my way across the flat of this ridge. And I'm like, okay, he's down that other side. So I, I'm testing the waters with him and he answered to the clack. There's not much that I need to fucking do. I just need to find out where he is and go. So I hit him with an, a nice little lost cow. Cause I knew all those cows were with Listerine on the one side. He had 10 to 15. Right. And I hit him with a little lost and he fucking responded to me. Right. Gurgly as shit, dude. Like, fuck this guy is right here. He's fucking right. So you have, you have this flat, aspens and there's just scrub nasty shit coming up the one side they're in that shit so i I start to creep and this patch aspens suck because you can't yes i hate it i I hate hunting aspens there's no doorway right i mean the doorway principle yeah and then b usually there's vegetation under there disguising all the old branches that have fallen to where oh. every step you take snap cracking twist an ankle snap trip cut snap crack hot. no yep i hate aspens so so i'm like okay i gotta get down he's down a little bit and i'm gonna say this thing is probably top to bottom 350 ish 400 feet okay so i'm like that's my path I can go from there to there to there to there to there to there. So I, I start going over and I drop on it and I'm like, fuck, I'm like dead ass open here. So I sit down on my butt and I'm just scooting down on my ass, dude. I'm like, I got to see what I haven't seen this bull. I have no idea what this bull looks like. I'm scooting on my ass down this thing. Right. And I hear he pipes off and I'm like, fuck. and I go, you know what? No cows or nothing or say anything. And I try. This is where I went wrong. I know I went wrong and I fucked myself, but I had to try it. 
and I hit him with the regathering meme. <laughs> and uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and, and and part of that is because it 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 fucking works so well, right? It works so well. But when I did that, his it was actually good in in one respect because his lead cow didn't fucking like it, and she told me exactly. And the rest of the cows after she piped off told me where they were at. So going down this, okay. So, you, so, you, so you're talking about doing an assembly mew, the just the accentuating that low note. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So All right. Yeah. Good. I hit it, and she got pissed, and she, she, I don't even know what the hell it was. She hit me with. It was a like a. That stopped me in my fucking tracks, and then the entire bottom of the hillside, and I'm like, fuck. Were you in a were you in a spot that you had any sort of good setup whatsoever, or were you just exposed? Oh, I was so exposed, bro. Yeah, you need to uh, bail. Yeah, you had to bail out of that. I, I bailed. So what I did is I just stayed on my ass and I just scooted my way back up a hundred feet on my butt, right? And I went back up, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do right now, except try and get around them and come up from the bottom on them. So that's what we did. We, uh, I scooted back up. I went and grabbed Graham. We, we marched back up a half mile, dropped down the next drainage up the other side, trying to play this damn win and come back the long way. By the time we did that hide nor hair, dude, I couldn't, we don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I have an idea of where they went. Um, because there is a couple of very large private holdings, um, Labor Day weekend. So you got opener plus all the recreators and i mean you're talking that area and you want to talk about the mass gathering of recreators it's, it is it's everywhere man I, I saw it so i shit so i saw it this year for myself um in years past i i went between my normal areas i had two primary areas you hear people talk about or people hear me talk about my high country camp that's like tucked it's tucked back it's five miles it's 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 five miles tucked back into a nondescript location up and over top of a ridge now that's not to say that that the because there's trail systems i mean there's trail systems through almost everything but Mm -hmm. so there's trail systems you'd see hikers on the trail system but elk get to learn those trail systems but very few i mean you'd see one or two people a week go and and they would just be on the trail and they they just go zip through and that's it um or i'd be down in southern colorado in a place where no one's driving that far to go into that miserable hellhole of an area and recreate that's just that they don't do that right this year where i'm hunting is smack dab in the middle of recreation holy oh it's unreal like i mean i i thought so for anybody that's familiar with arizona unit seven west or even unit nine arizona unit seven west is just outside of flagstaff williams and it's probably the first big chunk of national forest outside of phoenix and all that so it catches everybody so i mean when you get a weekend friday night through sunday is just freaking a zoo i i was absolutely blown away this year 
Labor Day weekend. Now, this can be a discussion for a later date about national forest and shooting and shooting ranges, etc. But the national forest has deemed that they want more rec they want more dispersed shooting. So they want people to just go out there. They don't want an organized range. They just want people to go off into a little hall, you know, just go off and shoot wherever they want to go shoot. Holy amen, brothers and sisters of the Second Amendment community, because you guys were out in force on Labor Day weekend. Holy <laughs> hell. Where I mean, every, the number of people that were out and about is like, oh, I'm like, I thought I was four miles away from anywhere. And here's a massive camp. And they, and they brought a couple thousand rounds with them. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I I have not played in this part of the pool. I've always been either way in the deep end or I've been I, I don't know what, but I yeah, Labor Day weekend for the for me were in that central part of the state, it was an eye opener. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to hunt around Vail, Colorado, mm -hmm. which is not that far from Denver, up and over the mountain. And centrally located, lots of national forests that's outside of the wilderness area. I, I, I do not, and it's probably been 10 years since I've been over there. I, there, no, not even close. I don't remember anything, even nothing, even remotely like the recreation I see or I saw this year. Oh, it was crazy. It was it's insane, insane, man. It was insane. So, Okay, so my point of, of of all the excitement, right, was, you know, I we were in the middle of this travel corridor, and either you were going to capitalize and call one of them animals in. They're they're moving. They're in transition. Calling an animal back in transition, uh, you know, is damn near impossible. You can get them to stop, but but to know that I called two bulls and it was like. You right know now. what I mean? It was like, okay, what are they doing? What do they want? Oh, that's what he said. Oh, 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 shit. When when you slow down and you get away from the hype of the bugle fest and elk hunting and and the the the, the glitz and glamour, if you will, right? And no, nothing's wrong with none of that shit. I like it all. And you can decipher what's going on with forty or fifty elk and call two bulls. In. Dude, I was fucking ecstatic ecstatic oh, yeah, yeah. dude like yeah this is unbelievable like she said this he said that he oh you oh for real like oh you're you're that guy right now and you then know? you and then you did this and he was like okay yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm on it i'm your guy you know and and hadn't it hadn't it been for the wind that elk probably would have took an arrow but it was a there there is a risk that you take when you play something like that. But in that situation, hearing what was going on, thinking about what was happening, going by my tent, right? And understanding that I only had that opportunity right there to try and do it. I was fucking risking the win. It didn't, yeah, right, right, it was right. like, 100%. that was the chance, you know? 100%. Um, it was, dude, it was phenomenal. Phenom I was like, I call, I, I've struggled to call elk in transition when it's three or four of them, let alone, what felt like a hundred does it yeah half a dozen you know what i mean then all the cows like, around it it was like holy crap man now uh, here's hindsight 2020 
when you were scooting down that steep ass open slope and all of a sudden and you did the assembly view and they just lit the cows are like no we're here hindsight 2020 could you have pushed forward and got right smack dab in their back freaking pocket and challenged that cow and said no i want you to come to me and just I, laid on that assembly view. Could yes. you could you have gotten down that slope into a position where you could have had a good setup? There was no good setup on that slope per se. Now I could have scooted my way kind of diagonal to my left and put myself in a better situation um, and played that that way. Um, but yeah, as soon as. <laughs> That's why I said I knew I fucked up. As soon as as soon as I hit that, I was just like, bad decision. No, no, I no, I okay. So this is where I might disagree with you. I don't know if that was a bad decision. Okay, two number two things. Number one, regardless of the outcome, that entire group gave up their location. Yeah. Now, not only do you know Listerine is there. You know where his cows are, okay? Number two, based on your account, those cows weren't saying shit until you said, hey, I want you to come to me. And then the cows are like, oh, uh, who the hell do you think? No, right? We're no, we're over here. I'm in charge. This is, I don't have a disagreement at all with anything that you did right to the point when you decided to back out. Now, again, I was not on that mountain. I don't know what the wind is doing. I don't know what the terrain, I don't, I don't know anything. That's why I was asking if, could you, at that moment, again, here we are, armchair quartering backing, a, mm -hmm. a hindsight 2020, blah, 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 blah. We know these elk are on the move. To me, it almost sounds like probably somebody up on top or multiple camps up on top got these animals. They're like, oh, shit, it's this Mass time exodus. of the, oh, crap, yep. we, need, we need to get the hell out of here. Yep. And multiple groups decided to take the same drainage down that mountain, down towards that private at the same time. You just inadvertently happened to be right smack dab in the middle of it. And all that chaos was, oh, shit, we've got two or three bulls with harems and cows and shit. We, we, we need to keep them separated. We need to you know, just who's who and where's where and what. Chaos. <laughs> yes. Chaos just descended <laughs> upon you. Yes. You rode with that chaos down to that point. You made some great decisions all the way. I mean, just to ride that freaking chaos all the way down the mountain. My only suggestion would have been, given that transition, given that chaos. And, and I don't, and this is where I will qualify. I don't know how not being there. Are those animals just going to move right the hell out of your life forever? Or would they have just stayed there? For the next 12 hours. I don't know. Based on what you're telling me. Hindsight being 2020. I wonder. Rather than backing out. That momentum was going. That snowball was rolling down that mountain. 
picking up speed and you were right there with it. You were in a bad place. The wind wasn't great. You decided to back out. That's like, you know, you, you know, like we, I was going to say you're cooking pasta on the stove. If anybody's, okay, so wheat pasta is like not in vogue anymore. So now the, the cool thing <laughs> is, is all the, the quinoa pasta and the chickpea pasta, right? The, 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 ooh, uh, okay. I love the chickpea pasta, but you damn well know anybody that's ever cooked chickpea pasta knows it goes from simmer to blowing up and frothing all over the stove in 0.063 seconds. I mean, it's, it's one minute. It's fine. You turn around to wash your hands and you look back and it's just, it's just protein foam all over the freaking stove. Okay. So what do you do? You can't stir the pot. You can't trip. You just got to just pull the pot off the fucking stove and set it off to the side. You got to just let it. You have to, you have to eliminate all momentum. That's what you inadvertently did. When you pulled out, that momentum was going and you were right there and that momentum was building. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, I, I can't, whatever, whatever situation unfolded before you, you were like, I, I got to back out and I've got to reposition. Well, in the time it took you to reposition, you took that pot off the stove and the whole thing just shut down. Yep. And, and they moved out it. and it was gone. Whereas, and again, I, this is me. I, I will own my limitations. I'm the guy that does not like being overly aggressive most of the time. And this is where <clears throat> I can see myself doing exactly what you said and say, well, I'm going to play it safe. Unfortunately, this is probably one of those situations where no. Wasn't, yeah. Yeah, you just keep that. You just freaking keep the freaking throttle. You just keep just keep that freaking momentum going, and just slide your ass down that mountain. Get set up, and if you bump a cow or two, okay, just just freaking lay. I mean, again, this is where everybody's like, "Oh, just bugle at him and chip." No, screw no. This is where I'm gonna just lay into those assembly meals, and I mean mean it like no damn it. Here, no, here. You know what? You know what threw me on that is when I did that, right? I could hear, I could hear Chris Rowe himself saying that that is between animals that know each other. So when I did that and she responded, I go, no, fuck, nope, no. Chirps and mews, high to low, no accentuation on the high or the low, just. Okay, very, very short. Those are the communications that are typically done within that group okay. of animals that know one another. The lost mew and the assembly mew are those vocalizations that will communicate to those animals outside of the group. Okay. I'm casting my voice to you, the stranger, the unknown, and I want you to do this. Lost me. Give me a response. Assembly me. I want you that that strength that's the, the animal that's out there. I want you to come to me. Chirps and mews, those very, very, very short vocalizations. And I'm pro you probably listened to that discussion I had just the 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 podcast, the the 
well, the video crapped out. Pisses me. Again, an, another freaking thing that just shit the bed this year. <laughs> um, I got to re-upload those freaking videos. But anyway, I released them as a podcast. The, 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 the latest discussion I had on cow vocalizations and really evaluating what I've taught in the past with versus, you know, if I looked critically at, you know, are looking, dissecting what I've talked about in the past for myself, dissecting my own material and, and critiquing myself. Could I, could I reclassify some things? And maybe yes. So the chirp and mew, very, very, very short vocalization. Maybe they're just the same thing. Maybe it's just a, a contact mew delivered at, at a different length and emphasis. But I think there's enough behavioral cues that you can watch elk where the chirps and mews, the information sent with those type of vocalizations are often time, often, not always, often focused to those individuals within the immediate group. And then maybe we can, we can look at the lost mew, the the long mew, the the frustrated wine. I still, I'm I'm not convinced on the wines, but let's just say the the lost mew, the uh, the long mew, the selfish mew. Definitely, those type of vocalizations that I've talked about. Maybe they just fit in a a a lost mew complex, and all they are is an embellishment on the emotion intensity and intensity of that vocalization. Likewise, I talked about the fact that the assembly mew, it's its own animal. It, it's it's structured completely different. But both of those, the lost mew complex and the assembly mew, I don't think it's a complex, but the assembly mew, they can be directed to the individuals within the group. But if you're thinking about animals in that tight-knit group, most of the time, wouldn't they be able to see each other? Wouldn't mm -hmm. wouldn't would they wouldn't they be within visual communication with uh, with one another? So visual communication would dominate in that situation. Whereas when we get into the, we delve into that world of lost muse, we delve into the world of assembly muse. That is an animal now that's vocalizing across the landscape, broadcasting a a desire to an unseen animal, saying, "I want you to do something specific." Lost me, response, assembly me. I want action. I want you to come to me. So that's where I disagree. When you gave that assembly me, I'm not disagreeing with the assembly me at all. Now, other than the fact, maybe the, the, the shittery about the whole thing is what would have happened if that bull or that cow said, yes, ma'am. Right. And immediately got out of there, just like literally walked to you, like walked right out to the edge of that opening and was like, uh who the hell's here <laughs> where where are you you'd have been caught with your pants down with your thing in your hand just jer you you on you you'd have been toast so the execution of the lost mew when you weren't in a position to capitalize on the actual movement you asked them to give you okay that's a mistake the execute utilization of an uh, of an assembly mew. No, I, I no, absolutely. I I would have done the same thing. I would have scooted my ass, but I would not have done the assembly mew until I got down at least with some sort of cover around me 
to where if they came out of wherever they were, looked in my direction, they would not have been able to see landscape behind me. There could have been a cow or a cow and a calf or a couple cows behind this, you know, willows, uh, sagebrush, uh, young pines or whatever you want, whatever. I wish there was a fucking young pine. (laughs) What's that? I said, I wish there was a fucking young pine. Right. That would have been awesome. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. So sometimes that's the thing is sometimes, again, the doorway principle is a bitch. I mean, it's a great concept to understand, but until you're right smack dab in the middle of a gigantic cathedral where you're like, okay, there is no freaking doorway. I'm in the middle of a freaking room here. Damn it. Uh, and you know, part of that, part of that too, right? In, in in that situation is when you hear so many elk, and then now you're you're down to you know a dozen animals, right? Seven or eight cows, and now you know just Listerine on his on his own, and you're going, son of a bitch, man. We had, I'm telling you, dude, it it's hard to say, right? But I mean, everything around us was just decimated. There was 150 head. Yeah, I'm but, gonna say easy. But that's right. But that again, if you go back and you go through the elk module and you look at those strategies and action videos, how many times do I stand there at for an hour? Um uh what's the video? Um age and wisdom. Age and wisdom is is that video is just that the reason why it's almost an hour long is because I wanted to show I'm working this group of animals. And and they're right here in front of me. I know they're right here in front of me. And it's freaking crickets. And uh, oh, mm-hmm. here's a young animal. Oh, here's another young. Oh, here's another young. Okay, there's some young ones moving. And how long does it freaking take for the mature bull to finally be like, all right, now that the youngsters have moved through, they've they've run interference. They they've gone through the gauntlet, so to speak, the the potential danger, and they're fine. Now I'm going to come through almost an hour. So yes, you're right. You had a a cacophony of just chaos around you. But at that moment, you only heard the bull you call Listerine and that those group of cows he was with, but you don't, unless unless you have other information you're pulling from the rest of that group could have been there and around there. Just, they were, they were on the, 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 the daylight, the wind, terrain, they might have been to where those areas were that, okay, we're going to slow down. We're going to stage here. We're going to slow, you know, we're going to bed here. They may have been on the downward trend of vocalizations and activity. You know, they, they're, they're essentially boiling over pot. Somebody pulled the, they, they pulled mm-hmm. the pot off the burner Themselves. and everything simmered down. Whereas Listerine was like, screw it. I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. You know, and you're like, he's right there. Okay. So again, without me being there, I'm not criticized. I mean, that's the thing with, with being in that, when you're in the middle of that chaos, man, sometimes it is hard to know what is the right action to do. I, I do not, I do not criticize you for executing a loss mew. I think that would have been exactly where I would have gone. The only change would have been i would not have done the lost mew until i knew i had a good setup because man sometimes you'll you'll experience it sometimes you give one loss or excuse me sorry i said i kept saying lost me assembly me assembly me 
saying, I want you to come to me. I'm telling you, if you, if people, and, and there's a, I, the number of people that are, I, I, I will call you my disciples, my diehard fans at this point. Because <laughs> um, I love, I just freaking love getting the messages. It's just awesome. And the pictures. And I got to start sharing. So I, I'm, I'm wildly, I suck at promoting myself as a business. I suck at marketing. I need to start sharing some some of the success stories of of you guys because I I keep sending them, by the way because it's freaking awesome because there's been some people that have killed some great animals especially their first bull that's a six by seven and they're like ah, yeah, yeah exactly that's what I'm talking about damn it but you you embrace the 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 purity of the assembly mule and what it actually means dude you need to be prepared because sometimes you give an assembly mule and they are on you now mm-hmm. and all you're going to hear is a eh, a mute like one mute eh, oh, oh, it bit bam there i mean there they're like, now and if you're not set up if you're not ready you're you're smoked and same thing with the cows because again go back to the website you go back to the strategies in action you watch how many times uh twizzler that is a great video up giant like 10 12 year old bull 30 some odd cows there's no way i'm gonna pull him out just him out of that group what do i do i sucker the cows out i sucker a subset of his cows out the cows come they're literally standing around me i don't know how they did this is one of those situations where the wind worked the wind just just stayed consistent magically to where they did they're 10 yards, like they're like on the side. They're just standing there milling around. Literally the cow gets spooked because she sees the glow of my camera LCD screen. And she gets behind me. She can't figure out what the hell that freaking glowing thing is. What does he do? He, he comes out, rounds them up and takes them back. And him coming out, shot opportunity, him going back, shot opportunity. The assembly mew is freaking magical, man. So I do not criticize you using the assembly mew. All I would say in the future is when you pull that, you're you're pulling a very, you are pulling a deadly weapon. When you, you do not unholster that shit until you are ready to freaking execute. Because sometimes that's literally what's going to happen. That's literally what's going to happen. They're going to be immediately in your lap and you're going to be like, shit, I wasn't ready. Well then, why the hell did you tell me to come, to come over to here. you? Yep. If you I was ready. ready, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was ready. That motherfucker was going. You know, <laughs> from what you said, the only thing I might, and I, I stress this again, I'm not Chris. I might, 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 possibly. I might have just can. I might have pushed it, drop down, push right in the backside of that envelope got right in his back pocket and then hit him with it. Yeah, that that's that's a fine line, right? You're you're treading. Yep. You got chaos and you're walking along chaos and you're you're cautious because you don't want to blow it, but then you're like I I need to be aggressive, right? And and shit, early I was like full send on the aggression. You know, like, fuck it, it's win. This is my chance. 
Um, it, it was something else, dude. It was like just you, you're pulling bits and pieces at it. You know what I mean? You're you're pulling yeah. hunting experience out of it. Whereas you know I'm playing the win, right? And I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm fucking excellent with the win. Um, but man, when it comes to like like you're saying, right? That that next move, like these fuckers are down, they're walled up down below me, just chirping and mewing, chirping and mewing. And you can hear him on the other side. It's like, what the fuck do you do? Like, what do you do there? Do you you're do you scoot back up? When when you get when and and Jay Scott calls that the meat, but Jay and and Steve Chapel, Jay Scott and Steve Chapel, they call that the meatball. Just just a meatball of just it's just it's just a ball of of elk meat just churning. Oh, dude, it was crazy. The thing is, is oftentimes the th- the only thing that you can do if you want to actually do, you've got to jump into the fray. Mm-hmm. You you just, yeah. you just fix bayonets and charge. This I, is one. This is one of the again. Everybody that's listened to me up before, and you know, this is where Chrissy is is being a hypocrite. No, not being a hypocrite. I'm. This is this is like, I talk about the. You know, like 90% of the time, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to play that fundamentals. I'm going to play that targeted strategy. Maybe 5 to 7% of the time, I'm going to push it a little bit. And then there's maybe like 1, 2, 3% of the time where it's like all in. Well, that's I burned up my my three percent when I went in on that win. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, though, I mean, but but okay, but you don't even know you could have charged fifty yards down that hill, and all of a sudden the wind hits you in the face, and it's coming up. And because mm-hmm. that's the thing is, it, it, you dealt with the same weather conditions that I did, and 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 I and I won't discuss that now. We're we're two hours in. Um, that's the problem when you when you're de- so early season in Colorado, everybody thought it was going to be epic. I mean, let's literally. I was I was ecstatic and I was hell bent on getting out into the field those first two weeks of season because I thought they were going to be just off the chain. And we got buried under high pressure system and it shut the shit down, down. out of everything. Yeah. I had buddies up in the high cut, so I'm in, in a particular area. It's got national forest that's that's uh, roaded, roadless, that transitions into wilderness. My buddies went five miles up into the wilderness, set camp, and then they hunted from three miles from there. They were there for about five days before they figured out that the only thing that was going to, they had no bugles during the morning, no bugles during the evening, no bugles at night. They couldn't even prospect and get a bugle. The but meanwhile, they could sit in glass. They could sit on the side of the hill in glass. Hundreds. They just there was no activity, no mm-hmm. mo, no vocalizations, nothing, nothing. And about day five, they realized if we troll the edge of the alpine and go right along the edge of the bedding areas, doing lost mews, especially lost calf mews. They'll start picking. Boom, boom. There's a bull. Boom. One between one p.m. and three p.m. That was their window. That was the window. And so they just and they freaking executed, man. I mean, they called in multiple bulls, and it happens. My buddy, he hit and lost probably a three forty, three fifty bull. Uh, at I sing, you know, 
less than 20 yards. It, it, it just, it is what it is. We, we discussed it. He had some, uh, set up, you know, light, light arrow set up angles. We, we, we went through and gamed his situation. So hopefully we can avoid that in the future, but literally five yeah, days cool. in, it was one to 3 PM and you had to go and actively troll the betting areas. I finally did on my last day, and I and I witnessed the exact same thing. I found a really nice uh he was probably a five or six year old bull. He wouldn't have scored very well, super wide, like ridiculously wide, really thin though. Uh uh six by six that he wouldn't have scored well, but he was clearly like a five or six year old bull. I like a mature bull. And he was hitting this wallow for a couple days back to back. And I'm like, okay, if you're not going to talk, I got a tree stand in the truck. I hiked a tree stand two miles in, hung it up at a tree. And I sat for two days over. He just, I caught him in the transition. He was moving and I, he never. So finally the last day I was like, all right, based on what BJ was telling me and those guys, all right, fine. I know where the areas are that these elk should be betting. I know it. It was an eleven mile day, legit. Like as in tracking on on it. It was an eleven mile day, and I trolled the freaking timber, and I, all I did was dredge up one little you know spindly like uh, four by four year and a half old bull, and well that was the second bull. The first bull was, I mean, use a three and a half year old five by six full draw sixteen yards almost broadside i'm at full draw i'm like man <laughs> i let down <laughs> i, I hope wonder. i don't regret that i he's yeah. uh, four my he was four miles back in um but to your point i mean at that point i it was the same thing i was i i said okay fine i'm gonna go the middle part of the day i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna troll this area I stuck with lost calf vocalizations. I wanted to sound like a, a lost calf or maybe a cow and a calf, but I, I wanted to sound like, yes, I'm new on this landscape. I don't know where the freaking hell I am mm -hmm. and I'm nervous. I need some, I need the safety blanket of some other animal on the landscape. And so I worked my way across the top of this massive ridge turn around, drop down, and was going to work my, I got all the way across, started my drop, boom, I get, a, I, I, and on camera, I'm like, dude, I just got a calf to respond to me. Super high pitch. Just, just, so I set the camera, I'm thinking it's in front of me, set the camera up, start calling, all of a sudden I hear, behind me i'm like what the I, <laughs> as soon as i turn around i'll see here he just squeals contact bugle i mean he's like 60 80 yards to, like 60 he's 60 yards i'm like oh shit grab the camera flip 180 i'm like oh and there's and i i was cognizant of where i was setting up so the big wall of crap that I had set behind me thinking I'm going to be calling to the calf Other in side. front of me and maybe everybody 
Well, now that wall of crap is my defense. Now, when I turn 180, that bull's on the other side of that wall of crap. I can't see beyond that wall of crap. So I, I got away with it, dude. I got away with it. I was like, I have no, I have no shot here. Number one, number two, I have no camp. I just grabbed the camera tripod, just moved. I was like, if I blow this, this sit like I did last year, if I screw the pooch by blowing my opportunity at a good bull because I'm moving the camera, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna at least we're move the camera, boom, get it set up. I got this corridor. I I take like a couple steps sideways. I'm like, boom, there's the doorway. I've got a line. Boom, camera set. Meanwhile, it's just cows. I'm like, holy, I've got cows and a bull coming. Get, I'm drawn back because he's got, he's probably going to be a shooter. If, if at this point of the, of the season, I've got cows and calves and a bull, I've got a herd bull and a harem. They're on top of me. I don't, I'm not even going to wait for him to get to the, I'm just pull, just draw record draw what happens <laughs> one bull by himself no shit he's mewing up a storm like every like every time his foot hits the ground he's just mewing walks right i mean like mewing as he steps into front like i'm like what the <laughs> stops <laughs> and at you know that point i'm looking at him I'm like dude you're a three-year-old bull on you know on my last you know they they you know, everybody jokes don't pass on the first day what you'd what shoot, you'd shoot on the on last, the last. <laughs> and so i'm at full draw he's at 16 steps almost broadside i'm like Man, <laughs> I sat long and hard. I let down. I let down. I was like, okay, I, I've got, I, I am. So, and this is where I, I will, I will absolutely, you, you know, you, you joked before about the, the wokeness and, and, and my qualification. I, I, I will, I will acknowledge my white privilege. I, I will acknowledge <laughs> my privilege right here. My wife told me before I left that, and she, and this is legit. Um, and I, and I was, I was not, I was mistaken in this. So we have three freezers. I've got an upright freezer in the house, and we got a chest freezer on the back porch, and then I've got a chest freezer in the garage. I did not do an adequate. I, I didn't. I, I didn't do a good inventory before I left, and what I didn't realize is we have it in. We have an entire chest freezer full of meat. That is one of the advantages of what I've been doing out here in the past years with whitetails, where in the past I've had a, just a stupid amount of opportunity to fill freezers full of meat of whitetail. And so we've got a full chest free. Like she's like, dude, you do not need to kill an elk. Cause I don't know where we're going to put it. Cause we got one full chest freezer full of deer. And then we got, you know, the, the chicken and the, the pork and the, the, you know, the turkeys and the, the, all that one's full. And then the house freezer's full. And it's like, Oh, 
oh, okay. So if I shoot an elk, like we're going to have to forget, like A, we're giving meat away because, or we're buying another freezer at this point. So I don't need, and, and you can see me, you, you, you can see, mm-hmm. I don't need to kill an elk physically. Right. I'm not saying <laughs> figuratively. You don't need it. I don't need so yeah. when I'm i I'm standing there full draw at 16 yards on a bull that I would absolutely shoot on the last day. I got a good video. Let's just put it that way. And, yeah, I had to... But that's it. But that begin it. The same time frame you're talking about. You found yourself in one of those sweet spots of chaos where you were in the right place at the right time. And it just freaking just, it just was like on, like, here it is. BJ, my buddy up on the wilderness. He felt like the, the last day before, well, second to last day, because the last day he spent looking for the bull, but second to last day, same thing. They had figured out that, okay, we, we can't wait for a bugle at night. We can't wait for a bugle in the morning or in the evening or whatever. We have to go through and just dredge these shits out of their bed. Mm-hmm. And he or finally figured it out. And and uh, here we go. So we, yeah, the, the weather sucked that first week. Yeah. And quite honestly, you know, I've tuned out of it a little bit now that I've been home taking care of whitetail stuff. Um, I don't think much has changed. No. Uh, yeah, I think you guys are still buried under high pressure. Now, it looks like this upcoming week, and I'm fingers crossed, knock on wood again, this last week of season, maybe we get some weather change to where we'll get some activity, we'll get some vocalizations, we'll get some movement. I, I don't even care if it's uh, – okay, all I find is a herd bull locked down with a harem of cows, and I can't – fine. Just at least give me something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, I mean – that's the problem when you hit those chaos. It's a flash in the pan. That's it. Sometimes that flash in the pan is because multiple groups descend on the same area at the same time, and it's just pandemonium. Sometimes that chaos comes with one cow comes into estrus, and all the other elk are they're like, "Holy shit, the game is on!" Mm-hmm. And the herd bull's like, "Screw you! No, it is not. It's mine." And the rest of them are like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> it, it, it just, it just, it just. It, it it what did we the salad spinner if I was, oh just, yeah just it and it and as soon as that cow's bred done done over that's that was that was last week that was the last I mean it was it was dead I was the only guy that that at least for the folks that I talked to a dozen or so dudes that was in elk the second week right and no that's why I wanted it. to talk with you because I wanted to know the story because it was stupid. Like oh, I'm, I'm can't, I was kidding. Now I always talk, don't camp where they live, but I want to be within about a 30 minute walk to where I like that, where they live. Like I want to be, I want to be close, but I don't want to be in them. I, I want to check be, it out with, with striking distance. And dude, I, there was, there was zero. Ze- there was one night, I think on day three, I was coming out at night and I got three different bulls to squeal. And that was in the dark. And then gone. The next only, five, next, I had, next four days, nothing. 
I had three more encounters when I went back up. So I, I hunted that three days, stayed home for three days, went back up. So that was last. When the fuck did I come home? What's today? I came home Thursday. So I was up there for six days and I only had three encounters in that six days. Non, non-vocal. One, <laughs> one was a chance, right? I'm walking in, it's pitch black. And with the muzzleloader season starting, okay, plus you are still got your recreators, I'm looking around, I'm going, holy shit. I mean, you got a side-by-side, a quad, and a truck parked within 75 yards looking at this one piece of North Face. And I'm like, this shit is crazy. And, so everybody's and on these. And, 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 sorry, and at 10 o'clock at night, you've got a raging bonfire, yeah. music playing, yep. and people talking and laughing loudly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, the only choice I have is to find the shitty areas or the little pockets that everybody's going to drive by. So I decided little pockets and uh, come across two bed, two bedded bulls. One of the bulls, I I had him bedded. I drew on him. Spindly little guy, dude. I mean, maybe that big wide whales, you know, he yeah. was like unicorned and drop tined. Yeah, year and a, you're probably a year and a half, maybe stretching a two and a half year old bull. Maybe two year old bull. Yeah, probably a year and a half old, three by three, four by four. Yep. Um, drew back on him, had him bedded. And I was just like, dang it, I let down. The sheep herders were up. <laughs> Why uh, not throw that in there? Gathering their 4,000 sheep off the yep. mountain. Helicopters blowing the fucking ridges back and forth all day long to watch that bull react to that helicopter. Because when he did present the shot, the helicopters, what stood him up. And I mean, dude, they were wired, wired, wired. Then you got the, the, the muzzle loader guys are, our, our, our brethren in orange, uh, which I won't go too deep into. Nice. Yeah. Let's say four let's, shots, four shots say- to kill a doe. Let's on. save that. Let's save that. You and I, I will, I will commit yeah. to this. You and I, I will, I will not discuss that topic without you. Okay. It, it, we'll save that for another one. Cause we oh, need to talk yes, about that friend. bullshit, man. And I'll leave well, it. I, I, I've got some other, so I've, and I might see if we can't have a three-way uh, oh, discussion with Josh Benton. Cause Josh, oh, Josh got- is fired up. Josh yeah, I got is three hot. years of shit with that one. I mean, Josh it's, it's is ridiculous. hot right now. Yeah, Josh, it's crazy. Josh, or Josh, I think if Josh sees any orange, he's gonna just. But he he's back home oh. now. Josh sees orange, it's gonna be like red to a, yeah. a, a an oh, arena cool. bowl. He's gonna yeah. lose his shit. Oh, <laughs> he yeah, he did definitely... not have a good experience with the old Orange Army. No, that that was horrible. It's part of the reason why I left. I'm like. Why, why am I going to deal with this behavior cycle of elk und, under the influence of this weather pattern oppressing the, the behavior? And then we're going to go ahead and add on the Orange Army and the Chanel. I mean, the, the number of people. Okay, I know. We, you, and I, you and I will discuss it. I'm just going to tease this. Why? 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 Can I ask why you, why would you, as a muzzler hunter, hike into your camp 
and then decide that you need to either A, cite in, or B, verify your freaking muzzleloader, and you're going to sit there and shoot your muzzleloader in camp right within the steps, right where you want to hunt. Why? Why? Can we, can I, why? 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 Hey, why? Because we can. Because we can. And if we can, we do. We've, we've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's Whatever. it. Oh, we'll, I'm going to save, we'll, we'll save pin, my we'll fucking rants that. on that one. We will, yeah. we will pin that one. But there was a reason oh. why Chrissy was like, I'm out. I've got oh, stuff dude. to do in Kansas. I've got food plots I need to get in the ground. I've got tree stands I need to get solidified. Why am I gonna I waste a week on the mountain? Do nope, I'm out. I'm gonna leave. I wouldn't even hunt. I wouldn't even hunt within a mile of them, and then I wouldn't hunt the evening because I didn't trust it. I All mean, right. but we'll we'll leave that for that yeah, yeah, yeah. for that we'll, discussion because we'll that's some bullshit. All um, right, so okay, so that was okay. So that was your first experience. So what? So what's on your docket now? You you're getting ready to go to New Mexico. Going, I'm going to New Mexico, but that's uh, on a bear tag and to help out at the Elk Bros camp. Okay. Uh, so are so you going to be? Are, are you done then? Are you? No, no, that'll be camp done. No, I'll be uh, I'll be there this week, and then I'll be back next Saturday, and then I'll hunt from next Saturday all the way to close. All right, all right, all I'm right. I'm gonna go stand go. on top of those elk, and then I have my New Mexico tag. I think I I think I go back down the eighth or the ninth, eighth. Yeah, and then I hunt New Mexico, which I'm pumped. Is about, that is that a rifle or muzzleloader? It's muzzleloader, but I'm going archery. So you're one of those those orange assholes then? No. I'm I'm going archery. So let me, so let me, let me so, okay. So let me get it straight. So you're one of those California assholes that moves to Colorado, and then you're also one of those muzzleloader assholes that you I know I'm going to go archery. I see how the plan chef works. I see the, how this works. At least New Mexico has a separate muzzleloader season that does not impact <laughs> archery hunters. <laughs> so what are you? What are you? So what are you saying, guy? What are you? So what are you? What are you I'm saying? not. I word. I'll say everything you want me to say or I need to say when we record that other episode. All right, that's a fair. That shit is. It is out <laughs> of control. Okay, uh, can I? I'm gonna just throw this. The, here's my teaser. Okay. <laughs> We beg, borrow, plead, and steal to get a fucking tag for archery season. But then you can go up with a muzzleloader and have elk, bear, deer in the same fucking area that archery elk guys struggled and got shit on in every goddamn draw and had to go OTC. So now these guys come in and have three, four tags each. I mean... Okay, hold, hold now now uh, hold on hold on hold on uh, hold on because like I told Josh you are forgetting that some of these units also had rifle bear yes sir and they also had rifle early yeah. season mule deer yep and you had rifle cow yep so you could have all of that in the quote unquote early season mm hmm no, Colorado has the, the agency as an agency has never 
embrace. And this is my opinion. Chris Rowe is expressing a an opinion based on experience across from 1996 when I finally paid attention until, well, let's just put it, uh, you know what? I won't even count these last couple of years. Let's put it to 1996 until 2014 when I became, I think it was 2014, I became a, a resident of Kansas. So 96 to 2014, my observation my observations have led me to the opinion that Colorado Parks and Wildlife have never embraced archery, have never embraced the bow hunter community, and have never looked at them as a what do I how do you want to put it? Sustainable management tool. Let not no. Okay, A, we can say that. I want to go beyond that a lucrative mm. opportunity to exploit that. I mean, le like legitimately that's where it is. The, the number of hunters that are entering the, the hunting community these days, I think if you look at the numbers, bow hunting is through the freaking roof. Rifle hunting is stagnant. I, I, again, I'm, I'm wide open for anybody to correct me, and I'm talking about Colorado, correct me if I am wrong, but the rifle hunting is probably by and large stagnant. But the desire for archery hunts in Colorado is through the freaking roof. Yep. Hence the reason why so many units are having to go limited draw because of archery. Why does the state did not embrace more opportunities, more archery opportunities? I, I, I argued this in the past, and, and again, this is probably a, dis, a dis, uh, discussion for a later date. All the people that wanted the season structure to move to September 1 to September 30th, it pissed off all the people that liked high country mule deer, early season elk, etc., I'm like, why the freaking hell? Why would you? Why don't you do a, a an early sp season split? You give one group of hunters from August fifteenth through the through Labor Day weekend. That's the first split. You can choose your elk or your mule deer. The first early season split, August fifteenth through Labor Day weekend, and then the second early season split is from Labor Day weekend through the September 30th. Now you get to allow all those people that want to bow hunt. You, you, you double the opportunity for people to be on the field as well. At the same time, you limit the amount of conflict in the overlap. If you want to still have muzzleloader, if the state still wants to have the muzzleloader season during the archer season, fine. And, but that's again for, and I know my our guy, you, you're not familiar with this, but, for decades, bow hunters have always argued we need to get rid of the muzzleloader season out of the archery season. But the agency has always come back with this 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 sword of Damocles hanging over the head of archery, saying, "Well, you know, if we do that, we're going to put the muzzleloaders at the last weekend, and you know, archery hunters are only going to get three weeks. You don't get your four weeks." And so, of course, all the bow hunters acquiesce and be like, "No, no, 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 no. we want we want our four weeks. Leave it alone. Screw you." For how many decades did the bow hunters of Colorado argue that we wanted, you know, some, some bow hunters 
in the state of Colorado argued that they want to have September 1st through September 30th. And the agency come back with no science to, to back this up, to come back and say, no, 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 we can't hunt that last week of September because we need a quote unquote quiet period for the elk to have their rut so they can have a successful rut. Not screw the fact that Wyoming hunts that you in Idaho and Montana and Arizona and all the other ones have they they've got elk that that and they're hunting in the quiet. But screw you! You have no freaking basis in science whatsoever. You just don't embrace the freaking bow hunting community, and so you just there's no reason, especially now that they've moved the first rifle season later. There's no reason you couldn't have muzzleloader and archery separated. Muzzleloader have its own week. And then have an option for early season archery. You know, September, or, you know, first split, second split archery. And you can draw those tags or choose those tags. You can buy an over-the-counter tag, and it's good for what? First split, August 15th through Labor Day weekend. Okay, your over-the-counter license is only good for that area. Oh, and by the way, why not just make that bull only? Make it five-point bull only or whatever. You can restrict that and still have people just descend upon and buy tags for that. Yep. Oh, I, I, I want second split. I want Labor Day weekend through the end of the month. Your OTC or your limited license is good for, for that split only. You'd be able to have more people in the field, less disturbance on the critters uh, within that Obviously, we're talking about 45 days of disturbance rather than 30. I'm I'm fully aware of that. But now you have the about opportunity for, oh, I don't know, like kids getting ready to go to school in uh, in late August, beginning of September. Oh, I get to go hunt with mom and dad or whatever up, you know, in high country because I can go hunt in August. Maybe, gee, I don't know. That could fit into what's that thing? Um, oh yeah, called R three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Freaking jackasses! I, you know. Anyway, just... that's my opinion. My, I, I've got a lot of colleagues. Some of the guys that I went, guys and gals I went to school with, are now senior members of the agency. They're doing a good job. As this is my opinion, directed towards the agency. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I can't wait to have that discussion. <laughs> so so you're so okay so are are you uh just because you're going archery are you gonna have to wear orange no what no. No. you don't no not required interesting well i'm gonna be i'm so when okay so uh, i'm sorry i've been on a couple of ra- i've dug my way through a couple of rat holes when are you going when are you doing that hunt that so uh let's see 25th through the 30th i'm closing out here and then the 8th through the 12th new mexico all right well then that that might actually be a good time because about roughly about the time you're getting back is when i've got some of my whitetail hunters starting to roll through so why don't we powwow okay after that that works. That way, we can talk about your your elk bros hunt, your Colorado hunt, and then your 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 Californized bastardized. <laughs> no, look, nobody can see it. I, <laughs> I flipped Chris off like three times with that crap. 
<laughs> Typical California, hey, guys. You know I the... want, I want all the best, but I want it my way. Yeah, I, I see, I see you over there. No, yeah. no, man. I, uh, I actually thought about going muzzleloader because I've never hunted muzzleloader. I, I just have had no desire. And then the, the last two, three years, I, uh, <laughs> maybe it's not the muzzle loader that does it. I just got it's a lack like, of respect. It's for like you're I'm trying seeing. to come out of the closet right I now. Was, you you was, don't know no, how to even phrase it. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying so hard to not offend anybody, man. But the shit, the shit that I've seen from them guys, it is something I've never seen from archery hunters, from rifle hunters. Dude, I've never seen it. Like, okay, and, and I this is and I I'm just messing with you. It's just funny as shit. The reality is though, it's just people. And this is what I told Josh. Um, and it was funny because I was discussing this with my wife. And and if I talk, so uh, a, a very good friend of mine, uh, best friend of mine that I haven't seen in years, and we need to reconnect, he's at Ryan Poole. Um, we were hunting down in Southern Colorado. This was probably early 2000s before he moved back up uh, Idaho, Montana area. And and legitimately, man, these are bow hunters. Um, their tactic was to follow us up the hillside. And we would start getting into elk and the elk would respond and the elk would start coming our way. And they, and they were literally 50, 60 yards behind us. And as soon as the elk started to play, they just sprinted around us. Like I'm a legit, and, and I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I'm, I believe I'm dead you. serious. They sprinted around us and tried to intercept the animals that were, they were following us the entire play. So for like hours, they were following us. They knew we were there. They knew we were engaging. They knew I was calling the elk. The elk were responding to me. The elk were starting to come in. They were getting close. And right at the point of, they zip, run around and try to sniper. <clears throat> and they did. One of them, they did. They snipered a cow. Walked up to that cow, looked at the cow, and was like, oh, shit, that's not the elk I was wanting. And they turned and left. Oh, Jesus. So we had a powwow with the game warden, and, and I, I don't know whatever happened with that investigation. But, um, oh, yeah, no, it it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it could be it could happen with any anybody. But I was telling Kelly, <clears throat> what I see with muzzleloader hunters, <clears throat> you know what? We're not going to. We're not we'll going to hold it. We're, we're going to hold it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we, it's two. We're, we are two and a half hours in and we could go down another hour and a half rabbit hole. So we'll just hold on to that. We will wait until you get back from your hunts. Um, get my, my first round of bow hunters settled in and then we will reconvene. We'll powwow. See how Thank well, and, and I'll be done with my season at that time. You'll be done with your season at that time. Well, it, that should be a good discussion. We'd be able, oh, heck yeah. be able to compare notes and not only notes on Colorado, but what you saw from Colorado and what I saw or what I saw in Colorado and you saw in Colorado versus what you saw and experienced with, with the elk grow guys and in your muzzleloader bastardized hunt in. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Good deal, man. Well, no, I, you know, again, man, you know, and, and the reason that we're on here is cause I, I DM'd you, but man, I, you know, I can't say enough, like, you know, what you're putting out and, and yeah, your bad businessman thing. Um, but to it changes your perspective, the, doesn't it? 
It, it really does, right? Because you want to chase in and yeah, bugling is all good. I, I think I might've cracked off maybe in, in, you know, what was that? So three, so nine days, I might've cracked off four, maybe five bugles and they're all punky at best. Um, it, it just changes how you approach the landscape, how you approach the animal, what you expect from the animal. And then to understand enough and have the ability to pick out what they're saying and their state of mind and watch that be the correct decision on your part, right. Is, is phenomenal, dude. It's like, this is the shit I'm talking about. And, and for me, it's like that. And I've said it before, like, I like problems, right. And, and we said that in the last time we talked for my podcast is I always want to go after that, that hard ass animal, right. That, that the worst animal in the herd, that's the animal that I'm typically after. I think I'm to the point where I just want to kill a fucking bull this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but to have the ability to and, and realize that you have the ability to go in there and cherry pick an animal, man, it's a motherfucker. Like there is no other way for me to describe it outside of it being a motherfucker. It well, is badass, man. And I really one, do appreciate it. One of the things, and, and I don't know if anybody has this perspective, Um and, and I love the analogy. Someone who said it was it was like uh how did how did put oh, I don't remember exactly how to put it, but here okay, so um grow, uh, growing up high school, uh most people had high school you've got exchange students you know a, a foreign exchange student you come and spend a, a year at, at high school and they'd be from some other country whatever i had one of those one of our one of the exchange students we had at my school uh, sandra bonserin she was from paris france uh we ended up going to prom together she was awesome just if just an incredible human being person woman um, but she was from Paris and I got stationed in Germany in the military. And I was literally like an hour or hour and a half, whatever train ride from Sandra. And I was like, you know, the, I, I was, I was going to do this tech. No, it was, it was this, right. <laughs> it, it, you know, early nineties. I was like, Sandra, I am in bomb, you know, bomb holder. I'm in Germany, blah, blah, blah. Where she's like, Holy get, get your butt to, you know, come on, come and visit. And the analogy is, is, you know, a lot of people. And again, there's a lot of different resources out there on the landscape that you can listen to and the, the instruction out there. Again, this I'm gonna I, I'm not gonna rope you into this one because I know you're involved with a bunch of different other guys as well. But my opinion is, you have this one level of dialogue with the bugling and and certain interpretations of of elk behavior and vocalizations and such and such and such. And it seems like it's just like this surface level, this engage this surface level engagement where you're a foreigner you, you 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 you're you're going to visit the the city of paris but 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 you're a tourist and you're going to go see the eiffel tower you're going to see the arc de triomphe uh, the arc de triomphe you're going to see champs elysees and, and and the louvre and you're you're going to see paris but but 
but you're a, you're you're a tourist. You're you're gonna see, you're gonna see Paris. You're gonna see Paris no matter how many times you see Paris as a tourist. You're going to see Paris as a tourist. And then you get that friend that lives there, that's grown up there, that said, no, no, come visit me. I'll show you Paris. And then all of a sudden, I'm going through, I'm taking trains, I'm popping out in cafes, baristas and arts centers and just music and I, all of a sudden i see paris yeah the eiffel tower is over there been there done that yep the arc de triomphe yep i see it i i i i was over there yep no 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 this is paris i'm sitting in the cafe where parisians come uh, before they go to work to get their their to their coffee and 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 sit and chat, I I'm I'm at the 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 club. I'm at the 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 I'm I'm where this is where when they get off of work, this is where they come to just defrag and just spend time and and chat. I I'm at her, and it was the beautiful thing about Sandra is she she loved everything you know the ideology around the United States, and so she as a parent. As, as a Frenchman or a French woman in Parisian, she had a 4th of, 4th of July celebration at her place, like legit 4th of July celebration, which I came to. And it's freaking packed, packed with her, all of her friends and, and colleagues and everything else. And I walk into the apartment and she shuts the whole thing down comes over, gives me a hug, introduced me. She said, my good friend Chris is here. He's from the United States. From now on, we all speak English. That is the level of understanding and level of connection. It You can go visit a foreign You can go visit Paris all you want. It's when you get to go and enjoy that city as someone who belongs there mm -hmm. that you will absolutely have your world rocked. And it doesn't matter if an elk hits the ground. It doesn't matter if you bugled your head off and you are oh, challenged him to a fight. Blah, blah, blah. What I don't get you it it can be and the number of people that come back to me and you're like, holy shit balls like you i ended up in this situation all of a sudden the cows went nuts and i realized what i was hearing was that lost me and so because of this and that because what you said here and this and i got the doorway and then i just hit him with the assembly news and the next thing i knew the entire harem and group was on top of me. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't draw. I couldn't move. The bulls in front of me pacing and screaming. The cows around. I didn't kill an elk and they all blew out when they smelled me. 
It was the most freaking in magical experience <laughs> I've ever had in my freaking life. Thank you. Yep. All because, not because you were a visitor, you were a tourist, but because you heard the language, you understood what they were saying, and you were like, oh, well, come to me. That's and it. they understood you, and they did what you asked them. Yep. And there you are. Now, you're in that underbelly of this. You are no longer a visitor there. You're no longer a tourist. They don't even know that you don't belong. That's the beautiful thing about it. Fucking A right, man. I, I always, I, I, I've said it a million times on the podcast and talking to people. You can go through every other elk module, every other elk module there is. And when you're done with all of those, and I, I recommend that you do it sooner, then you go to Chris Rowe. And then when you go to Chris Rowe, you're going to take everything that you heard and read, and you're going to go, oh, that's what the fuck I should be doing. Yeah, true. That's and, why. And, I and that's the thing is, it, there's there's so many other avenues out there, especially these days. I, I'm not saying there's there's some no no two ways about. Obviously, this is mine and this is my discussion. I can do whatever the hell I want and be an asshole if I want to. I'm not trying to be. There's some of the things out there that I I fundamentally disagree with. I mean, from a behavioral interpretation, a, a mate selection strategy. Uh, fundamental uh, just from a, a fundamental elk behavioral uh, standpoint no I, I disagree with the premise however a lot of the tactics and the strategies that people are using that are highly successful no I, I absolutely run with them use them but just when you have a deeper level of understanding of the why all of a sudden there's a lot of things that just used to seem like they were separate distinct disjoint in an unrelated puzzle pieces they just, all of a sudden you just you're like wait no i just need to rotate that 90 oh shit they actually yep. do go together yep. yes they do yep. and this is why you could take this puzzle piece turn it this way slide it here grab that one no it doesn't go on this top edge swing it around go underneath because that will allow you to put this piece here and all of a sudden the entire puzzle comes together yep that now that's a good analogy for it right there. That's it right there. Cause that would be, I didn't say it, but that would be the best descriptive that I can come together when you look at everything that's available. And yeah, guys are nailing it on the other stuff, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, trekking around, you know, Colorado for 20 some odd days the last couple of years, I've been through all of it, right? And then there, you know, there's points where I didn't understand what the hell's going on. I didn't know where to go with it. You know, there's no, I was so excited because I don't think there was any way that I would have survived that chaos and had two bulls come in. If I didn't have the understanding in the behavior, yeah. right. It yeah. was, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I would have been there, man. I, I right. really, I really, really don't, you know, uh, could there have been and, another approach? Maybe, you know, but shit, yeah, and, there wasn't and, one at the time. And again, I, I, I'll go back to your hunt. The, I, I have nothing. I mean, this is your situation comes down to um, a, some people will call it, chalk it up to experiences. They, oh, well, you know, more iterations, the more Jay Scott talks about uh, at bats, you know, how many times have you stepped up to the plate and took a pitch? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the more times you're at bat, you, okay, you're, you're going to see a lot of pitches and you're going to figure out how to hit a lot of pitches. 
Um, but when you're a rookie stepping up the bat, man, some things are going to take you by surprise, even though you, you know, on paper textbook, you know, in the locker room, Oh, this is what, Oh, that, no, you can, you can tell people what it's supposed to be from a textbook standpoint and a whiteboard. And it's not until you stand on the plate and take that pitch. You're like, Oh, 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 that's what a hundred right. mile an hour fastball is like. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I understand. Okay. So Jay, I, I love Jay's analogy at the at bats. Cause I mean, it, it, it does play into this. So there's some people that would, that would say, well, okay, you know, guy, you know, you will, it'll come over, you know, over, over the time, you know, more times you have that experience, blah, 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 you know, but you know, you'll have a better idea of what to do about, and that's okay. That's fine. That that's fair. That that's true. But quite honestly, man, at some point, you, there's going to be a lot of people that have had a shit ton of at bats like me that says, that was a coin toss. That, that, that was a coin toss. Do I go hard and go in now? Or do I play conservative and back out and go swing around and get a better advantage from a terrain standpoint and a win standpoint? What you did logically, abso- I have zero qualms about because you that it makes sense. I'm not in a good location. I need to get myself in a better location. The wind is shit. So that means I've got to go around, drop down, cross up, and come up from the other side. Okay, 100%. That's legit, man. Obviously, that just takes time. And that allowed that chaos to settle down Mm -hmm. and those animals to move off. Versus, nope, just just go all in. At some point, there are times, just just flip a coin. Flip a coin. Heads, we go in. Tails, we take it conservatively. What what did it land on? And unfortunately, this time, you flipped the coin. It went heads, back out, okay? Or or it went tails, back out. Damn it, should have gone heads. Yeah, it is Dude, what it chalk is. chalk it though, up. Right? It, is mean, it, is. Elk, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right, right. But it's it's badass. I don't care what it is to to – sit there and talk to them and know what they're saying again, you know, and, and understand what they're saying and respond. And like you said, and have them do what you want them to do, man, that, it, that is just, it's, 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 it's fun in it. Well, that's it, the, it's fun in it. That's the allure of elk. I think, right. Is, is the social interaction portion of it, but we're only tapping the surface with the majority of what we want to do right bugles chuckles you know muse we're only a lot, tapping a lot surface. of people yeah yeah we're only tapping the surface when you can say hey wait no you know come here stop that come here and and i and i agree maybe i should have got more aggressive um yeah, know, but hindsight's hindsight's 2020 yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and it's like okay man i pushed it i pushed it this morning with that wind I don't want to push it again. You know, there's right. a chance right. that some bitch smells yeah, you, me again and goes, oh, this is a threat. Yeah, right. you, you got away with it once. How many yeah. times are you going to get away with it? Yep. Right? No, I mean, this is why I have zero issues with what you did. Other, Like you said, other than when you ex- executed the assembly mew, just, when you execute that assembly mew, man, you've got to be in a position where you can capitalize on it because sometimes it's when it, it almost always works. But I'm telling you, there are times when you give an assembly mute and you don't even have the call back in your pocket. 
and that thing's like snap, crack, pop, and you, and you see antlers just like ducking through trees. But okay, I'm here, and you're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, wouldn't go oh, be no ducking oh, through trees on that. Like hill, here, so. oh yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. So when you put, when you decide, it's like drawing your pistol, man, and pointing it at somebody. You do not draw your pistol unless you're ready to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to get yourself in trouble. But that's the thing with that assembly mew, man. You get yourself set up. You get you. You got a good setup. You execute. Have faith in it because flat yeah. works, dude. We're like we're almost pushing three hours. That's yeah, not what get... my intent was, no. but I appreciate. I mean, I love the conversations. Anyway. Um, why don't I cut you loose? Because as typical form, I'm gonna let this save. I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna run up my. St- I'm going to try to release this for Monday, uh, tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. So, no, dude, I, and you're leaving tomorrow morning, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. So, dude, I, A, thank you for taking the time because there's a lot oh, of people that are like, it, dude, I'm freaking still packing. I ain't got time for shit. So, A, thank you for taking the time, number thank one. You. Number two, thanks for taking the time, three hours of your evening night. I, I love the conversation. I appreciate it. Um, and I love the feedback. I can't wait to hear what the next several weeks are going to bring. Um, and then again, I, I, you know, the first hour of this conversation, I sorry to hear where you're, you know, the, the shit that you had to go through these past couple weeks. But um, yeah, no, I appreciate it, brother. Embrace will, every uh, em- embrace every day because we're not guaranteed any single one of them. So that's it, man. That's it. You never know. All right, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a great Thanks. night. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck in uh, New Mexico and Colorado, my friend. Thanks, brother. We'll see All you. Right, bye. Bye.